This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, February 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. On Wednesday, the city of Philadelphia is expected to announce a revision of its COVID-19 policies as case counts drop. A COVID-19 vaccine mandate went into effect last month requiring proof of vaccination for indoor dining. 6ABC reports that future restrictions, uh, specifically for indoor dining, will be based on a tiered system. There will be four levels that will determine the guidance. Uh, the all clear, which would obviously mean no masks and, and essentially uh, back to normal. Masks only would mean face coverings, but no testing or proof of vaccination will be re- required. The next year is caution where restaurants would require a negative COVID-19 test within 24 hours of seating. And then extreme caution would mean the city goes back to the vaccine mandate for all dining establishment. Uh, and there will be four criteria for each tier, average daily case counts, hospitalizations, positivity rates, and trending direction over the past 10 days. The most relaxed level is called spit string Preston. Oh, which is where you're very comfortable. Right. That yeah. takes a couple of people. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. CDC data shows as of February 13th, Philadelphia is averaging about 357 new COVID-19 cases per day, down 88% from when the vaccine mandate went into effect on January 3rd. Oh man, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I hope so. Police in New York. Nobody move. Yeah, please. Yeah, Nobody right. move. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> move. Yes. Hold your breath. Just a yeah. little bit longer. Jesus Christ. Oh. Seriously. Uh, police. This Claire, get into the basement. <laughs> uh, police in New York say a girl who has been missing since 2019 has been found alive. Paisley Schulstis was found under the staircase of a home after a police search on Monday, authorities said. At the time of the search warrant, uh, the ho- homeowner, which is the child's grandfather, denied any acknowledgement of the child's whereabouts, telling officers that he had not seen the child since she went reported missing in 2019. A a little over an hour into the search, police say the child was located in a makeshift room under a closed staircase leading to the basement of the home. Detectives used a tool to remove several of the wooden steps, and that's when detectives say they saw a little tiny pair of feet. Yeah, so they, they had, uh, there was something looked, I was reading the story about this, something yeah. looked odd about this particular stairs or something like that. And when that. they stepped on it, it didn't sound the same, did and you? Then, yeah. And then they, they look in and they see these feet, <gasps> oh, and then there was somebody in there with them, too. Yeah, so yeah. upon removing the boards, authorities say Paisley and her abductor, Kimberly oh. Cooper, were found hiding in the dark and wet enclosure. Paisley was four years old when she was reported missing on July 13th, 2019. She was allegedly abducted by her parents, who had just lost custody of the little girl. Uh, she was said to be in good health. Her non-custodial parents have now been charged. 33-year-old Kimberly Cooper has been charged with second-degree custodial interference and second-degree endangering the welfare of a child. 32-year-old Kirk Scholstis Stol- uh, will face first-degree custodial interference and first degree endangering the welfare of a child and then the grandfather 57 year old Kirk uh, Schulstis was charged with first degree custodial interference and endangering the welfare of a child. They were talking to some of the neighbors Kathy and they were dumbfounded. They right. could not even because they had no indication they were like, very so social. Normal. Yes. They said one guy said the only thing that was odd was that they had a play set in their backyard but no kids lived there. Yeah yeah. 
uh, both the junior and senior uh, solstice were arraigned and released on their own recognizance. Orders of protection have been issued against all three defendants. What I'm curious about is, <clears throat> I, I assume maybe that this was just a hiding place, you know what yeah, I mean? Yes, if, in the uh, house. If the so. cops were coming by and not where they kept this little girl all the time. Except she didn't go to school and she wasn't seen outside. So right, maybe right. she wasn't kept under the stairs, but she just certainly didn't have a normal yeah, life. There's yeah. some. There's that story that was the basis of that Judd Nelson movie we had him on to talk about. That was an entire life living in a basement. I mean, you cannot imagine. You've been robbed of everything. You know, it's it's unbelievable. But there are a number of stories like that. Paisley was turned over to her legal guardian and reunited with her older sister. A police officer said the child became excited when they passed a McDonald's on their way to reunite her and her sister uh, and guardian because she had not been treated to it in some time. The detective turned the car around and went to McDonald's and got the child food. Radnor Township police are looking for whoever is responsible for stealing mail and, in some cases, personal checks from mailboxes. Police uh, say that they've been getting reports of mail thefts since December and that the numbers are increasing. Some neighbors in Bryn Mawr, Villanova, Wayne, and possibly even outside of the township are falling victim, according to police. The thieves seem to be targeting mailbox with the red flag uh, indicating that there's outgoing mail in uh, at least one incident, a victim realized their checks were stolen, altered, and then cashed for a higher amount. Do you have at the end of the driveway mailbox, or do you have at the door mailbox? I have. Mine's, like, closer to the house. It's not All down right. on the street. Mine's on the driveway right at the street. Okay, yeah. So, uh... It's, it's kind of weird. I, I guess you're advertising, and they're picking them off. I'm wondering how expensive it would be to set up those pneumatic tubes to every house that they have in office buildings. <laughs> Shoot it to them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, to- we bought, we eventually bought a uh, um, a very secure mailbox. Good. With a, with a lock on it and everything. Wait, uh, so you lock your mailbox? Uh-huh, yep. And who unlocks it? No, so the, uh, there's a... Well, I guess it would only be for in mail that we've received. Yeah. Outgoing mail you could get if you wanted oh, to. But, okay. And but that's what you guys Yeah, so they were Got getting it. outgoing mail with, right. the, with the flag up. That's right. I see. Okay. God, I so rarely actually mail that Rochelle wanted me to mail some things and I messed it up. How do I do this? <laughs> I, yeah, I, like, uh, I, I forgot that there was a little clip because uh, our, our box locks. And so yeah. there's a there's a tray that you flip down where the outgoing mail grows. There's right. a little clip that holds yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. I just put it all the way in the box <laughs> in the locking mechanism and put the flag up. And she's like... I, I, I couldn't wrap my mind. <laughs> you just don't do it. Idiot, man. I, I, I've gone, so we oh, have a, we have a mail box, a legitimate corner, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah. pull the thing out and put it. Yeah, and like you, a, a U.S. Uh, right, mail right. mailbox. Yes. And, and I love seeing people who've never encountered that trying to figure <laughs> it out. Like, why isn't this opening all the way? Right. My, uh, my girlfriend found a really weird magnetic device on the back of our mailbox the what? other day. Yeah, I should show you guys the video. Is it like an seen. Apple tag, do you think? Uh, no, Steve, that's a good question. It did not look like that. It lo- I'll have to show you a, a video of it because it looks like um, yeah. a, a weird... Um, Camera inside of uh, a, a thing that's maybe the size of a grape. What? And it was Nick, stuck uh, on the back of the, the I'd be mailbox. Curious. And now that this story is, uh, you're talking about Kathy because I live in that area. I'm a little concerned. You should yeah. bring it in. Yeah. Casey brought in that weird thing one time. We tried to figure out what it wasn't. It you that brought oh, that in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it turns out, I forget what it was. I did. Too. It looked like it was like a um, like a torture sexual device. Yeah, like uh, you would put your junk in it and it yeah. would rip the, yeah. the skin off. But of it was it. from a, your car, right? Or a it car? It fell off of something. Uh, no, it's it's they use it to like I forget what it was. Somebody I do call too. us and remind us. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, bring in your mystery object yeah, and we'll see yeah. if we can identify it. I'll show you guys the video, too. Okay. You should probably. Are you, are you in Radnor Township? 
Uh-huh. You should, but you should probably let them know because right. you know, if yeah. it's yeah. on yeah. your mailbox, yeah. this is going on there. Can you, uh, Case? Can you lend Nick the ghillie suit so he can stay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just crumple yeah. down next to the uh, mailbox yeah, yeah, like you're. Right. <laughs> Like it, like you're a bush. <laughs> just scare the crap out of the mail guy. I'm just delivering the mail. He starts singing like the Bush and Three Amigos. Um, so Nick, they said investigators said the more clues, the better when it comes to trying to catch who's responsible. Right. So you might want to. All right, you could break this. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers were blown out by the Boston Celtics, losing by nearly 50 points last night. Jalen Brown scored 26 of his 29 points in the first half, and the Celtics won their ninth in a row, dominating the Sixers 135 to 87. Joel Embiid had 19 points and nine rebounds for the Sixers and had his string of games with at least 25 points end at 31 in a row. The Sixers have one more game before the All-Star break, and they'll travel to Milwaukee to play the Bucks tomorrow night. The Flyers blew a two-goal third-period lead and lost to the Penguins in overtime, falling 5-4 in Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby scored his 500th goal uh, of his career, becoming the 46th player in NHL history to reach the milestone. The Flyers are back home tomorrow night to host the Washington Capitals. In college basketball, the 10th-ranked Villanova Wildcats beat the 8th-ranked Providence yeah. Friars 89-84 to last night in Rhode Island. Colin Gillespie had five three-pointers and a career-high 33 points, including a key three with 23 seconds left. Justin Moore added four threes and 19 points for the Wildcats, who went 11 of 23 from beyond the arc and won their fourth straight to improve to 20-6. and six. And at the Winter Olympics, former U.S. figure skater uh, Adam Rippon slammed the women's figure skating competition as a complete joke following the decision to allow yeah. Russia's Camilla Valieva to still compete despite a failed drug test. At this, uh, Rippon wrote in a lengthy thread <laughs> calling for Valieva to be sent home and banned from the Games. Uh, he also showed empathy for the teenager caught up in the doping scandal that has seen Russian athletes banned from competing under their own flag. He continued, every other athlete in his competition is having their whole Olympic experience altered to accommodate an athlete with a failed test. The entire ROC should not be here. They've exploited a child for results and continue to cheat and suffer no consequences. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, thank you, by the way, our listeners. God bless you, man. You're just the best. We've got, like, tons and tons of textures that remember what that goofy thing was yeah. that Casey had brought in. Yeah. We couldn't figure out what it was. We've even got callers on the line. So let me go to Chris and he'll explain. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. All right. Do you remember what that thing was that Casey brought in? We couldn't figure out? Yeah, it was, uh, if I remember, it was black and it was a battery post cleaner. That is correct. Battery yeah. post we got, cleaner. We got a number of textures. Thank That's you. It. I just wanted to hear it from a listener's lips. We appreciate it, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, it was this thing that you were put. You would put on the uh, on a car battery on the post where you attach the uh, the leads there, right? And you would you know take that corrosion off of it. It had the like almost like a really really thick bristle metal bristles on it. Yeah. So that's what that was. Now we got to figure out what the hell is Nick's thing is. Yeah. And Casey, was yours magnetic? I forget. No. Okay. So no, you... it was not magnetic. Um, it was actually it just was in my driveway. It wasn't attached to anything. It was gotcha. just this okay. thing that was sitting in my driveway. I was like, the freak Wait, is this thing? Yeah, Do you remember yeah. when the car battery terminals on even like on older cars they would be They'd be caked on with that 
Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to clean them that off. And white you start to lose the kind of yeah. uh, battery acid stuff right, or whatever right. that was. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what that was. So, all right, Nick, yeah. next up, yours. You bet. We'll figure it out. All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. Wednesdays mean we have a secret text word prize, and we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets as MMR rocks. Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes and Thundercat. Rawr, <laughs> Saturday, September 3rd at <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. So... It's easy to do. You text word secret to 39333. Tickets are on sale now for this event. Let's see if you can win them for free this morning. So text word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call in later. Designated caller wins those tickets. And we will also grab a random texter on top of that. So get on it. Do it now. Guest wise on the program, Mr. Harold Pirino will be joining us. You remember him from Lost. Well, he's on this show called For, uh, For, uh, From. from. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was Foam for some reason. <laughs> it's called From. And it's got a creepy little lost vibe to it as well. Very much so. The reviews are all saying it's in that vein and, uh, you know, a nice ensemble and something's going yeah. on and you can't quite figure it out. So we'll talk to Harold later on this morning. We're also going to go live on Fox Good Day. I got a whole lot of entertainment stuff to unpack with you. So let's take a break, come back in a second, give something away with a stupid question. We'll get into it all and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see if you know a little bit of Black History for Black History Month. The question I have for you this morning is going to give away the prize. is going to be a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition, and that's coming to the Franklin Institute. Question that I have for you this morning, very interesting from our buddy Craig Lagans. This is, this best-selling toy of the 1990s was created by black inventor Lonnie Johnson. It was originally called the Power Drencher. What is it called now? I think you can figure that out without even looking that up. 215-263-WMMR. All right. Created by black inventor Lonnie Johnson. It was originally called the Power Drencher. What is it called now? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Today's uh, birthdays on Wednesday, February 16th include Mr. LeBar Burton, uh, who was from Reading Rainbows, Casey's pointing out. Uh, but also, Jordy LaForge on Star Trek. And let us not forget, Kunta Kente in Roots. Which was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, Jordy was one of my favorite characters. He was great. And uh, he just tried to uh, make a run of Jeopardy. Didn't did. quite work out. Even he admits he wasn't quite up to the uh, the challenge. But he well, might be getting his own game show. He wasn't even in the running for it. But popular uh, yeah. outcry yeah. said, give him a shot. And, and because they, of Reading Rainbow, they, they said it. Yeah. Give him a shot. So, yes, they're, they're working on potentially a... A, uh, a game show for him to host, so we'll see. Uh, LeVar turns 65 years old today. It's also Ice-T's birthday today. Uh, started off as a rapper, obviously, and then uh, turned to the world of acting, and now Law & Order Special Victims Unit. How many years? I don't How know. How many years for that freaking show? And a for him. Time. 
It's crazy. Yeah. It was uh, a good commercial where he was sitting on uh, the front lawn, and I guess his kids or neighborhood kids were selling iced tea, and oh. they were confusing both of them. Uh, there's, a, there's a great montage of him on uh, Law & Order of just him saying, shut up, <laughs> yeah. over and over again, yeah. shut up. <laughs> I also love the... Um, Oh, the bit with uh, John, John Mulaney. Mulaney. Yeah, it's of so him good. Doing, doing iced teas. You mean to tell me? Responses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Uh, he is 64 today. Uh, John McEnroe, four-time number one ranked tennis player. Bit of a hothead. Star of Mr. Deeds. Uh, that's right. Yeah. He's in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> right. And also, he's in... Um, Oh, he's in uh, little anger Lincoln. management, right? Yeah. Isn't he one of the? He's yeah. an Adam Sandler guy. Yeah. 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 So uh, he pops up in that. Uh, he turns sixty-three years old today. Uh, was married to um, Tito O'Neill, yeah. and I think is still in a relationship with Patty Smythe from Scandal. Yeah, I, I think, think that's the, the case. The band. Yeah. He got he got possession of the uh, the kids because she was addicted, the heroin addict, and yeah. had a big problem. Oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he is 63 today. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, who is from Doctor Who and gone in 60 seconds, and uh, the others as well, turns 58 years old. You also have Andy Taylor, guitarist from Duran Duran. But not only that, he was a guitarist for uh, the Power Station as well. I dug that band. Me too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they were Robert fantastic. Palmer, right? Fantastic. Robert Palmer, Tony Thompson, Andy Taylor, and uh, bass player is John Taylor. And they were a, they were, I thought they were a bit of a super group, yeah, man. So did I. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Andy Taylor uh, up for potentially being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I hope they get it, man. Uh, Andy Taylor is 61 today. Uh, Lisa Loring, who played uh, Wednesday Adams on the Adams Family, is 64 years old. She was on the. 64? Uh, 64, yeah. I know. Does that blow your mind? She was on the soap opera before uh, Guiding Light, which is. She played a character called Cricket. Okay. And I, I, I was watching it and I'd say, this, this woman's really hot, yeah. not realizing it was grown up Wednesday. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. She's got to be one of the most uh, used costumes for Halloween, right? Yep. Like it's still today. <laughs> and Morticia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so she is, like I said, 64 years old. And we also have uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Hey! Yep, it's uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda. Uh, her uh, turn in the MCU is getting even bigger as we go along and get ready to get into the multiverse with Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange which yeah. looks like it's going to be it's going to be hard to follow. There's so much weird stuff going on in that. And apparently, she's at the center of a lot of what is going on in that movie. Yeah, mm. she yeah. might be perfect. She's amazing. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Just a, oh, as a person, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty incredible. Uh, and let us not forget, sister to Kate and Ashley Olsen, which is pretty wild. It is. Think and, about it. And you just chuckle because they, they just look so different, you know? I mean, you have, they're they're smaller. She's tall and statue. And, yeah, that's, that's the break sometimes. She's 33 today. And then mm. the last birthday I saw is actor Mahershala Ali. He's great. He's fantastic. Uh, he turns uh, 48 years old. Uh, movies like Hidden Figures and Green Book. Love the Green Book. That's a great movie. Yeah, and he's going to be playing Blade. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's perfect. It's a perfect choice, yeah. Man, 48 years old today. Happy birthday, everybody celebrating birthdays. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the best-selling toy, uh, this best-selling toy of the 90s, created by black inventor Lonnie Johnson, was originally called the Power Drencher. And what is it called now? That's the question we have, and we're going to go to Joe and see if we can get the answer. Yo, Joe, good morning, man. Good morning. All right, Joe, the power drencher is now called what? 
This super soaker? Yeah. You got it. Hang on, Joe. Flirted with the Peter North, but Jesus. Uh, you got yourself a four-pack of tickets for Harry Potter, the exhibition. Something magical is coming to Philadelphia. Harry Potter, the exhibition, makes its world premiere debut this Friday at the Franklin Institute. Tickets are now on sale at fi.edu. You're going to go, right? We have Yeah, there's a special um, uh, press screening right. of it uh, on Thursday, and I'm going. So nice. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm reading Half, Half Blood Prince right now, so I'm most of the way through the series. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on this. I'll give you guys a review. After I go. All right, we're going to dive into the entertainment stories. Uh, the family of late cinematographer Helena Hutchins has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Alec Baldwin for the rust shooting that resulted in her death. Lawyers for the family also released a, um, a disturbing animated reenactment of what happened that day. It is pretty weird. It looks like a video game. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, the suit claims that the failure to follow safety standards led to Hutchins' death, including the appearance of live ammo on set. And while Baldwin has previously claimed that he only pulled back the hammer and did not pull the trigger on the gun that killed Hutchins, uh, Brian Panish, one of the family's lawyers, said, I think it's clear what happened. Alec had the gun in his hand. He shot it. Helena was killed. The gun cannot fire unless the trigger is engaged and the hammer is back. Uh, there are many people culpable, but Mr. Baldwin uh, was the person holding the weapon. That, but for him shooting, she would not have died. Yeah, you remember his explanation on that ABC interview, which I think probably half the world said you shouldn't be doing this, this interview, but he explained how it went off, and it didn't make any sense. It's like, why, how would the gun discharge at that point? And um, so, and, and the video, again, or the, the animation is, is pretty chilling, but it's, again, their, from their point of view, what, they, what they're saying happened, so. Yeah, I mean, listen. It's going to go dude, on for a long time. It, it, the dude did not mean to kill her, no, obviously, yeah, no. and you know, but um, I mean, they'd be trying him for for uh, for a murder. reckless death as opposed to you know an intentional you know murder homicide. Yeah. Uh, the family's lawyers also claim that Baldwin refused uh, proper weapons training and said that the industry standard requires the crew to uh, be behind protective glass during such a scene. Uh, Baldwin's lawyers released a statement on Tuesday following news of the lawsuit denying the claims that he was reckless, saying that those claims were entirely false. Speaking of lawsuits, the family of Bob Saget filed a lawsuit in Orange County, Florida, yesterday in an attempt uh, to stop the release of medical records related to the investigation into his death. A lawsuit filed by Saget's widow, Kelly Rizzo, and his three daughters, names Orange County Sheriff uh, John Nina and the medical examiner's office as defendants. Uh, the suit argues that the further release of Saget's medical records would cause the family to suffer irreparable harm uh, in the form of extreme mental pain, anguish, and emotional distress. Additionally, the family argues that the suit, that uh, in the suit, that no public interest would be served by the release of Saget's records to the general public. He had fractures to the back of his head and around his eyes at the time of his death, according to the autopsy. Saget was also COVID-19 positive at the time of his death, the autopsy had noted. So uh, they were saying that, you know, it was it was pretty severe how bad his head yeah. was hit. And a commentator had said something along the lines, yes, like a baseball bat could right. cause that type of thing. But clearly there was no, there was no sign of struggle. There wasn't anything like that. Um, so, Don't know how, yeah, how how it happened, or you know, and and, and we may never know. Yeah, uh, but the family have been overwhelmed. They said with the incredible outpouring of love from his fans, saying that the support has been a great comfort to them. 
And now that we have a final conclusion, they said, from the authorities' investigation, we felt it only proper that the fans hear those conclusions directly from us. As we continue to mourn together, we ask everyone to remember the love and laughter that Bob brought us to this world and the lessons he taught us all to be kind to everyone, to let people you love know you love them, and to face difficult times with hugs and laughter. Questions surrounding Saget's cause of death increased after the extent of his injuries were detailed in the autopsy report. Uh, but uh, Mina had said that uh, we do not believe that he was struck by anything. I mean, nothing no indicates s- that. No signs of a struggle or anything yeah. like that. So, uh, but they just want to put it to rest. He's, I, go- he's gone. It looked like it was a horrible accident. Yeah. And they just want to leave it at that. You don't want to have this thing constantly living on as, as these yeah. different theories evolve. I mean, obviously, they want to get to the bottom of whatever happened. But I don't know if that's possible. Right. Uh, following Kanye West's bombardment of posts to Instagram over the weekend and into Valentine's Day, West said he is taking accountability for his action. Yay! Uh, many people took to Twitter condemn- to condemn West's behavior, saying that it was textbook harassment and abusive. And on Tuesday, West posted a photo of himself on stage to Instagram and wrote, I know sharing screenshots was jarring and came off as harassing Kim. He said, I take accountability. I'm still learning in real time. I don't have all the answers. To be good, to be a good leader is to be a good listener. Poopity scoop, everyone. Uh, he also apologized for using all caps, making it seem like he was screaming. <laughs> yeah. He Just said, in general, don't do that. He said, I'm working on my communication. I can benefit from a team of creative professionals, organizers, mobilizers, and community leaders. Thank everybody. Uh, for supporting me. That is one of the most uh, coherent things that I've heard him say. Somebody else wrote it. Well, the point was made. <laughs> well, the point was made uh, Nick, I think he brought it up yesterday. He clearly, he, and he's mentioned it, he has a bipolar situation going on. Right? Yeah, and so he'll do really salient, smart things, and then it's balanced and counterbalanced by the insane stuff. And so, like, it, when, you're, when you're going through a bipolar episode, you should get that. Hell off of social, social media. media. Yeah. You know, like everything that he's doing in, in respect. Because yesterday or the day before, he also posted um, uh, this uh, text that Kim had sent him. And, you know, like that's awful. And that was a private uh, communication. And he put it out there for, you know, his his fans to see. Like it's, it's just bad. And so engaging on social media in times like this is just uh, yeah. should be avoided. Uh, as expected, Spider-Man No Way Home beat out Avatar to become the third Yay. highest grossing film at the domestic box office on Tuesday. The film has a running uh, total of $760.988 million. Uh, Valentine's Day helped make it official as the film brought in $1.6 million from 3,300 theaters. The top two highest grossing films at domestic box office are currently Star Wars The Force Awakens. That has... Nine hundred and thirty-six million, and Avengers Endgame, which is eight hundred and fifty-eight million. A deadline reports that it's unlikely Spider-Man: No Way Home will catch up to those two, but third is a pretty damn good spot. It's damn good. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez dropped hints about what kind of engagement she wants during a recent appearance. She said, "I love public displays of romance. I don't know what I would. I, I don't know that I would love a proposal." Hey, wait a second. She's got a movie out called "Marry Me." This this dovetails nicely with that, Preston. Well, I think she was asked about it. Directly. Oh, okay, all right. And she said, "I think that that's a more intimate thing uh, between two people, but I have no problem with PDA. I'm actually all about it if you really feel it." What about DVDA? Uh, she didn't comment on right. that. Uh, she said, but I do think a proposal is kind of intimate, sacred thing that should be just between two people. Uh, when you're about to pledge your lives to each other, that's a big deal. 
Uh, perhaps Ben will take note. A source told Entertainment Tonight... Tell me, do you want to be my wife? You will. The, the pair are open to the possibility of getting engaged and married. He's very intense. Uh, ben and Jen are so in love, they said the loved ones, their loved ones would uh, not will be... Will you be my wife? You will. Will not be surprised if Ben pops the question. Okay, so. wait to Steven's hair. Yeah, like well, yeah. It's a good cut, right? <laughs> we'll see if they end up doing it. Uh, I loved seeing this this morning. Um, he's been a longtime admirer of the Muppets. And Brett Goldstein, also known as Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, recently brought one of his dreams to fruition when he dropped by Sesame Street and jumped in the trash can next to Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> That's perfect. Yep. The 41-year-old Ted Lasso star joked that the green trash dweller was a kindred spirit to him in a tweet uh, after the official Sesame Street account shared a short clip featuring him in the video Big Bird walks past a trash can and recycling bin filled with Brett and Oscar. He pauses the song that he's singing to himself to say to the two, isn't it a beautiful day? And then they just kind of disappear into their trash cans. Uh, on Twitter, he said, I met a kindred spirit the other day. I told him we had a lot in common, and he told me to scram. On Instagram, Brett shared several photos of himself getting to meet several of the classic Sesame Street Muppets, including Big Bird, Bert, and Ernie, and Cookie Monster, as he uh, betrayed a rare smile in the photos. Uh, he had began the caption saying, Brett, how would you show the best day of your life using only photos? I finally found my way to Sesame Street, and all you have to do is ask through the medium of song, and it was more wonderful than I could have imagined. Everyone was so funny and brilliant and friendly and kind. I managed, managed to uh, get to say hi to all the residents except Snuffleupagus, who was sleeping. Although I saw him sleeping, and he snores less than you would think. This is adorable. They're both in the garbage can. So they both should have said F you. Wouldn't that right? have been great? Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, truly a beautiful cast and crew that filled the whole street with all the love you could wish for. <laughs> Special thanks to Elmo and Grover and Big Bird and Oscar and Cookie Monster. Sorry if I scared. That's great. Isn't it great? I love it. And then they, at the end, they'd both go down into their <laughs> yep. trash cans. Yep. <laughs> Goldstein added that the episode he appeared on would be broadcast later in 2022 on Sesame Street. It airs its first run episodes on HBO Max before they uh, get a second time on PBS. Uh, in 2020, he had actually admitted in an interview with Esquire that working with the Muppet, Muppets was one of his biggest dreams. <laughs> he said, that's my ultimate goal, is to work with Muppets. <laughs> he said, I do that, and then I'm dead. Uh, he even took his love of the Muppets uh, to the stage when he put on a six-minute one-man version of the Muppet Christmas Carol, which mostly consisted of him singing the songs from the film. Um, so, although you can see him on Sesame Street, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for Ted Lasso. Uh, the Apple TV Plus series co-creator and actor Brendan Hunt uh, said earlier in February that a football-like wrinkle related to when the cast and crew can film scenes on the field is holding up production. And viewers should expect season three to premiere uh, late in 2022 after the start of filming was delayed. Have you ever seen that video about the effects of Ted Lasso, about the stadium, about everything that they're doing, about no. everything that's actually not even there? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's a mind-blower because no, yeah. it looks so good. I thought I sent it to you guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating yeah. how they they digitally put all of those people everything. behind them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and there's Steve, like, occasionally, there's, like, three people in the uh, seats for, right. like, a thousand or whatever. Right, right. But the way they do they don't even, like, repeat those people. They, they There's so much care put into these digital effects. It's impressive. It is That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All right, this is great. Olympic great uh, Simone Biles said that it was the easiest yes 
when her fellow elite athlete Jonathan Owens popped the question on Valentine's Day. Would you be my wife? No, Batman was. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, what are you doing here? It was Jonathan Owens. They look like a cute couple. She, he is huge. Yeah. And, of course, she's, she's tiny. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. She's in spectacular shape, but dear God. The gymnast had uh, posted on Instagram, I can't wait to spend forever and ever with you. You're everything I ever dreamed of and more. Let's get married, uh, fiance. Somebody's getting married. <laughs> they did a very cute thing, Preston. She worked out a routine on his member and uh, performed oh. it there. It was just incredible. Biles and Houston Texans safety Owens have been dating for nearly two years. He took a knee and in a uh, set of photos, <laughs> uh, the most decorated gymnast of all time, shared on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they were in a gazebo, and Biles was dressed all the way up in a black mini dress and heels. Owens beamed as he placed a substantial rock on her finger. On his knee, he's almost as tall as she is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're totally correct about that. I guess maybe they were headed out to dinner or something like that because they're both dressed really, really nice. That's the way I hang around. Uh, most engagement photos had the two celebrating with a kiss and uh, at uh, dinner and close-up of the two holding hands displaying Biles' oval-shaped diamond ring. I'm a sucker for, uh, you know, when you see an, an engagement going on or you happen to be walking around. It's and, great. And it's wonderful. The only one I can't stand is when they do it on The Bachelor. The bachelor, the the, the proposals are so nauseating. Yeah, I saw people, uh, a couple taking their wedding pictures when we were in Chicago, and like I stopped and I I have a picture of them in my phone. I have no idea who they are, but I was like, oh, look, it's so cute. We walked out on this pier out on the Lake Michigan, and we saw five different people getting married uh, in Chicago when we when we were there. And like, really, yeah, it, it must be the most popular spot in Chicago. And it was, I think, the Saturday. It was probably when you and Marissa were stuck in your travels on the way back. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were there were so many different wedding parties. It was amazing. You know, it's wow. one of the, the and you it pops up constantly. It's always in in the Twitter feed. Is the the wedding post wedding picture on uh, on Broad? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Towards but, towards City Hall. With City Hall in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a great spot. Uh, Chevy Chase told CBS Sunday Morning this week that he quote doesn't give a crap <laughs> about headlines and former co stars painting him as problematic on set. Chase's behavior has been described by co-stars as racist, misogynistic, and horrific over the years, but the Saturday Night Live veteran and comedy icon does not seem to care. Uh, he said, responding in uh, when asked if stories about him being a jerk are unfounded, he said, I guess you'd have to ask them, I don't give a crap. I am who I am, and I like who I am, and I don't care. And it's part of me that I don't care. You remember when we had the interview with him, Preston, and now, now I was on the phone, but, but, but you, we were talking before, like, what are we going to get? Yeah, what are, what we are gonna you going to get today? And he was really good. He continued on to say, and I've thought about that a lot, and I don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't care. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover, who starred right. opposite Chase on the NBC sitcom Community, told The New Yorker in 2018 that Chase repeatedly made racist jokes on the set. According to the profile, Chase often tried to disrupt his scenes with Glover by making racial cracks between takes, one of which was the following. He would say, people think you're funnier because you're black. Community creator Dan Harmon said at the time, uh, Chevy was the first to realize how immensely gifted Donald was, and the way he expressed his jealousy was to try and throw Donald off. I remember apologizing to Donald after a particularly rough night of Chevy's non-PC verbiage, and Donald said, I don't even worry about it. Uh, Glover interpreted Chase's racist cracks as the comedian thrashing in the water. He said, I just saw Chevy as fighting time. A true artist has to be okay with his reign being over. 
And I can't help him if he's thrashing in the water, but I know there's a human in there somewhere. He's almost too human. Uh, Chase responded to Glover by saying that he was saddened to hear that he had perceived him in that light. Pete Davidson had called Chase a, quote, effing douchebag in 2018 (laughs) after Chase criticized the current SNL cast. Davidson added, F Chevy Chase. (laughs) He's just a genuinely bad, racist person, and I don't like him. He's a putz. Do you know what's weird about this is that, like, um, like... I know he has this scumbag thing, and he also has his supporters. So, and then if all Chevy ever did is what Chevy has done on film, that's enough. The legacy secured. As Us Weekly notes in 2002, a book called Live from New York, an uncensored history of Saturday Saturday Night Live includes several anecdotes about Chase's problematic behavior. Will Ferrell called Chase, quote, the worst host after (laughs) the latter's uh, 1997 SNL appearance. And he had said... He said, I don't know if he was on something or what, if he took too many back pills that day or something, but he was just kind of going around the room and systematically riffing. He said, when he got to one of our female writers, he made some reference like, well, maybe you should just give me a handy later on. And I've never seen Lauren Michaels more embarrassed and red in my life. Wow. Wow. So he's... You know, he flies off the handle, man. Well, you remember his roast. There was, you know, they were roasting him. Uh, there was a point where you're like, um, not, this is really not in jest, is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, this right. is really, these are people getting a chance to vent. I think about, uh, you know, who he's become, and he really just hasn't changed that much. But you look at somebody like Bill Murray, who has evolved over the years, and Bill seems like he's in a much happier, calmer, nicer place. Oh, yeah, Bill Murray had a whole and collection of horrible very, stories. Yeah, and he, yeah, people yeah. were angry yeah. with him for a long time, and, and uh, he was a bad co-star, and people don't like working with him on movies and stuff. And But it seems now like... He's a better person. I don't think Chevy really cares to be a better person. <laughs> right. He just is who he is. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yep. Get off my lawn. Yep. Uh, Paige Davis. Steve sent me this uh, this story. Paige Davis, uh, the old host from Trading Spaces, is opening up about the stigma of experiencing pain during sex and a road to getting a diagnosis. Uh, she searched for answers for 30 years and kept it a secret from her husband for most of their relationship. She said, when I have intercourse, I feel like my vagina is on fire. She said, I feel like somebody went in and put a thousand paper cuts around my opening. <gasps> Can you imagine oh that? She said it never felt good at all. And after years of searching for a diagnosis, she finally found a doctor who was able to give her a diagnosis after 30 years of searching. It is called pudendal uh, neuralgia. I have that on toast. Uh, neuralgia. Uh, which is a long-term pelvic pain that originates from damage or irritation of the uh, pudendal nerve. So right there. Yeah. Yeah. The the description of paper cuts in that area is, I mean, imagine that. Uh, It'd be hard to get excited for intimacy. Talking about her doctor, she said she told me that she had many patients experience the exact pain and challenges I was (laughs) describing. Not only do they share my physical pain, but have undoubtedly experienced some of the same emotional pain, feeling broken or feeling like you have to perform or no one will want you. Yeah. Uh, she now wants to break the stigma of sex pain. She said, who wants to tell the first date, oh, by the way, when we have sex, I'm going to be in massive pain. But that's cool, right? <laughs> right. Uh, she said about women being taught to enjoy sex and please their partner. She said, when we were first married, we were taught that uh, that I, I we he thought that I loved sex. And guess what? I don't. It really hurts. You feel broken and you feel like you're not normal. She said, I've always blown off. I was always blown off by the doctors. They told me to just relax, that there's uh, just... Not enough studies out there, and people need to start talking about it. She also has a message for younger women. She said they don't have to go into performative mode to ignore this problem. 
I don't want it to be this secret, shameful thing that, uh, like, your JJ is broken. No, uh, so you're just not that good of a woman. And I want women who are older, like me, to not give up. There is hope. And you can feel better if you find the right specialist. You're not crazy. It's not in your head. It's not your fault. And it can get better. This goes to that, the like, an elusive pain or something like, Kathy, that you dealt with trying to find, you know, what you're allergic to. And I know it's not this. I know it's not that. And everyone is saying, oh, you know, like what what uh, my wife Claire went through with her migraines for years. Ah, it's a headache. It's ah, it's well, a Rochelle's headache. Had no. a, Rochelle's yeah. had a thing that she can't figure out forever, and, and it has to do with the lady parts. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's incredibly frustrating. Well, and when there's no real, like, like this treatment, it's not like a one thing here, this fix it. It yeah. fixes it. You Drink know what this. I mean? Or like yeah. surgery or something like that. Like, it's not, uh, you kind of have to just learn to live with it. Right. They right. didn't, um, there was no indication that there was a treatment for this, right? There was a diagnosis, she, she but said that she's living with it. It can get better. You, you said it's not in your head, it's not your fault. It can get better. So she didn't indicate in the article about treatment, so I don't know what the so story web, is on WebMD that. WebMD says a combination of physical therapy, lifestyle changes, and medicines uh, can be a treatment for it. Yeah, that ah. sounds like it might be tough to treat. Right, like really not like a specific, treat. here, this is how yeah. we fix this. Take this, and you'll be better. Or here's a procedure yeah. that it, will fix it. But sometimes when you, and, and also there is, uh, there's freedom in saying, this is what I have, this is what it's going to be, okay. I got it now. Let's move forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At, at least you know what it is. But I wonder and if childbirth her... can cause it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. But I wonder if for her, if there is anything, you know, and I'm not talking about the the active intercourse, but if there's anything that actually feels good, whether it be, you know, right. I don't uh, know, you yeah. know other form of or, stimuli. Or, yeah. Yes. I don't know. It says mm. it can also be painful, um, just like going to the bathroom, just urinating. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, okay, yeah. That's why I was familiar with this because I, I, I've talked about this on the air. I've had a, like a pain when urinating before. Here you go. Here's my life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I actually have an article about this condition saved on my laptop over here, my book uh, bookmarks. There you go. And I had asked, uh, I think I'd asked Doctor Mike about it. He's like, no, that's not it. But anyhow, you don't have a vagina. Yeah, I, 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 I think. Thanks, Mike. I don't know if men can have that sensation. This is something about a nerve is affected. Yes, correct. Yeah. Just damn nerves. Yeah. All right. I think we're ready for clips, gang. All right. Uh, let. Where's that volume? There we go. Gene uh, Yoon's A Kanye Trilogy. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correct or not. J E E N dash. Just go with it. Y U H S. We're not going to give you any crap. Okay. Uh, details the epic journey of the artist and how he found the strength within to scoopity poop. Here, co-director Cootie <laughs> explains how the city of Chicago had an impact on West. Here we go. What I'll always say is that even to make it out of Chicago, it takes a, a strong person. Um, we have the weather. You know, we have segregation. Uh, we have the gangs, you know, so all, that alone... But yet, the fact that it was at, at a certain point, it was no industry. You know, we had records rolled back in the day, and it was the movie capital of the world. But house music was our thing. You know, it wasn't hip hop. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Nick, I just figured it out. No, genius. Gene Yus. J E E N dash U H S. All right. It's like a word game. It's like Wordle. It's like S T O O P I D. Yeah, yeah. Episode one of. Genius is out on Netflix today. Here's the next clip. 
Uh, the Foo Fighters head out to a new location in order to find inspiration, but instead find something far more sinister in Studio 666. In this clip, drummer Taylor Hawkins shares the story of how one hotel had inspired the group. I mean, it wasn't like a huge hit necessarily, but we, we made an EP. We we had a couple days off. We were playing in Austin. We are doing Austin City Limits, and we were staying at this really cool hotel called St. Cecilia. And we just took over the whole hotel because I think there's maybe like eight bungalows or something. And the bar, Dave was just sitting there the day we got there, I remember, and it was like, we should make a record here. Uh, Studio 666 is in theaters on February 25th. I'm curious if that'll be any good. We shall have to see. I, I, it, already, I like it. Yeah. So just give me something in the ballpark and I'll be happy. Yep. Uh, speaking of ballpark, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That was good. So we have a secret text word and a chance to win tickets to that show. The Strokes are going to be there as well as Thundercat. It's September 3rd and text word secret to 39333 because you might win those tickets this morning. We're going to take a break. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Harold, P- Harold Pirino will be on the program and more back in a second. Hang in there, my friend. Preston and Steve's latest Daily Rush video answers, yeah, a couple of personal questions about Kathy Romano. What exactly are we talking about? Head over to WMMR.com and discover this one for yourself. I saw this article on BuzzFeed. I thought this might be kind of nice to examine a little bit and maybe open this up to you, since you are most likely on the way into work this morning, to let us know... Something about what you do that everybody needs to know. And to give you an example, there's a lot of good ones on this list. And I'll lead with this one. This is what what you and the people that work in your industry understand. But the people who don't work in your industry probably need to know. I love stuff like this. This first one is is from emergency room workers. It says, emergency rooms are not first come, first serve business. We triage you for a reason, and you cannot cut the line in front of somebody with a more serious complaint right. just because you got here first. So, And listen, I have been in that situation right. where you sit in the emergency room for eternity, and you're like, I got here before them. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Just because his head was cut off? Right. Wow. But you may not know what's going right. on with that you person, don't know. and they need to get in there. We went into, uh, it was a, a CHOP emergency room. It wasn't down yeah. in the city. It was, it was actually the one out in King of Prussia, and um, the, it was a three-hour wait. And Jeez. as we were sitting there, it was when Jace, I think we talked about it. You guys remember, um, Jace got poison ivy, and it was, like, spreading on his body. Like, I mean, I was, like, watching it spread. It Holy was hell. everywhere. So we walked in, and they were like, okay, it's going to be a three-hour wait. And then I went back up, and I'm like, it's his eyes were swollen. I'm like, it's all over, like. Like, how do we not know it's in his throat? And they were like, okay, come on back. Like, I think the second I thought, like, I, you know, I mentioned, like, could it the affect the breathing or yeah, whatever? Yeah, right. And we went well, good right for back. You. And, but I remember, like, the poor other kids in the waiting room, like, looking at when I walked out, I'm like, they're probably, like, these freaking people. Like, right. they went right back. But she's like, we have to check them to Should make sure. Should have walked out and this. said, say it's affecting your breathing. Yeah, yeah. Say, say it's affecting your breathing. <laughs> uh, so feel free to call and let us know. Here's an, another example. An airport worker. And this says... Yes, your flight is, in fact, delayed due to weather. Yes, I also understand it's a gorgeous day here and at your destination airport. What you don't understand is that the airplane is coming from New York, and they had weather there. 
So, while it might seem like, why isn't this? Come on, you know, there's a reason for it. I also, Two, by the way, 215-263-WMMR, the number. I also want the things we're told that aren't necessarily true. The, the way they manage, you know, uh-huh. the, the way they manage and meet her expectations. What about when Marissa and I flew back from Chicago and they were like, oh, right. we don't know where your pilot is. Yes. Oh, Shouldn't you at least right. have a general idea? <laughs> is he in the States? You know. Yeah. If you need us, we'll be at the bar. <laughs> Uh, and that's where you find the pilot. Here's another one uh, from a photographer. It says, uh, no, I can't grab your iPhone and take a picture to match my best studio works. <laughs> Even if it's the most recent model of an iPhone. Also, yes, I do charge money just to take a picture. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> there was, uh, you know what? Oh, here's Nick. This will speak to you and Andrea because she's an artist, yeah. a girlfriend. Uh, this one, and I sent you uh, a chain of of emails from uh, people who are trying to get free stuff from artists. It says, this one says, pencils are expensive. (laughs) Prints are expensive. Proper paper is expensive, and it takes a lot of time to do a painting. So, no, I can't give it to you for free for exposure or exposure. Yeah. Because that's thing, people beg artists, look, I'll... I'll post it on social media. I'll plug this yeah. and so on and so on. And artists, they want free stuff from artists all the time. Artists of all types too. I mean, you know, musicians, yeah. painters, sculptors, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, we'll 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 put it out there. We'll give you exposure, and that's enough to pay you. Well, no, Unle- I, I need to get paid for my time and my work. There's one point. There's one time where that will hold water when they don't pay halftime sh- uh, performers at right. the Super Bowl. Yes. Because yes, you're legitimately getting exposure. If you're Snoop Dogg, yeah. it's cool. All right, let me get some calls here. I'm going to go to Janet, who is an ER nurse. Hi, Janet. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Janet, what is it that people need to know about your line of work? Uh, Just because they come in on a stretcher with an ambulance does not mean that they're automatically going to get a bed in the emergency room. They may still go out in the waiting room. Okay. There were a couple of texts that came in saying that, that just because you... uh, Take an ambulance doesn't mean that you're going to be seen before everyone else. I think I would normally. I think I would assume that that if I came in, right. I, that they had me, they transported me in an ambulance, that they were going to get me right in. Yeah. We've had patients that leave, go across the street, call an ambulance, and come in because <laughs> they think get a bed in the back. Oh, wow. And they've been waiting in the waiting oh my room. Oh we'll Recognize the name and be like, no, something happened like that. You're going to the bottom of the list. Back out in the waiting room to go. <laughs> wow. so, so, Janet, if uh, if uh, to Kathy's point, if someone were to say, "I think I'm having breathing problems," I mean, not not that we're trying to have you betray the <laughs> confidences, but would that accelerate their consideration? Uh, it may, but All they right. also are triaged by a qualified nurse that is going to be able to decipher most times whether they're really having breathing problems right. or they're faking it. All right, yeah. Janet. Well, if you guys ever need help, I'm pretty good with the trait. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys ever <laughs> yeah. get and that you don't want You don't want to pretend that you have some kind of a symptom that no. you don't really have. It's just going to head you, you down a path. I had them laugh but in my face. Surprised. Yeah. Well, I, I, I talked about pregnancy that. pains, person. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, uh, I have uh, Mike, who is a police officer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? So we've all seen a police officer pull up to a light, a, a traffic light, without his lights on, turn his lights on, go through, turn his lights back off. And everybody assumes they're just abusing their power, <laughs> driving through the light to get through the light. That's absolutely not true. That. 100% of the time, they're responding to a medium priority call. Okay. Where they don't need their lights for the entire response, but they don't have, 
you know, the time to wait at the traffic lights. Yeah. And by the way, and speaking of that, a police officer is sitting in their car all day long. Yeah. Why would they pull up to a light and go, man, I got to get through this light right now. Come on. Come on. What's medium priority, officer? Um... Things like maybe a domestic that's not in progress, a fight not in progress, or, you know, something like that, a verbal altercation, things like that. What about, about like, a security alarm? Um, Those, most of the time, are are reduced speed calls where we don't use our lights. Um, We get, you know, hundreds of those a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How often do you get the question of, uh, do you have a quota for writing speeding tickets? Uh, every day. And <laughs> do you have a quota? <laughs> That's absolutely illegal. Right. All right. Quota. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Thanks for the call. Thank That's a good one. I I mean, I we've all seen it. And I'm like, well, where's that cop going? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Well, I know one of those. Probably going someplace to, you know, write up quota tickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is a Texas teacher's. Work on average between 45 and 60 hours a week, depending on their position, but do not get paid overtime. We also don't get paid to not work over the summer. Uh, We get paid for 10 months, or we can choose to spread that out over 12 months, resulting in smaller but more frequent paychecks. So how does that work? So so they get one flat fee, and they they can opt to take that summer break. Or they can just get a continuous check at a lower rate of pay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, if your salary, let's just say, is uh, $60,000, yeah. you can choose to get that paid over 10 months. Or 12 months. Or 12 months. months. Can you choose to get it paid over one week? <laughs> All right, no. let me go to some other callers with uh, that. Uh, your industry. This is what people in your industry know, but people who are not industry and not in your industry, you feel should know. I'm uh-huh. going to go to Chris, who is a mover. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? Yo, bud. Want to hear your story. What's up, bud? Yeah, so being in the moving industry, every customer always assumes that they can see and know what fits through what doors. (laughs) Okay. And uh, pretty much every time I'm forced to carry whatever object up, and it never fits. So, so everyone, and I think you're probably right because I've I I end up being sort of the furniture mule for a lot of friends moving stuff, and and you're exactly right. Everyone's and you over time you build up a knowledge of I can see this, I can see that it's not going to work, but everyone still yeah. thinks, hey, at least give it a try, right? Yeah, 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 I guess. No matter what it does to your back or whatever, just go for it. All right, Chris, thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's a a hard-working gig right there, Absolutely, man. man. Uh, I will go next to uh, Jake. Hey, Jake, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you. Jake here says you're a music therapist. Yes. So, I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people probably don't even know that that's a career. Yeah. Um, The people that... The people that do sometimes assume that, like, oh, you make a playlist and put it on an iPod? That's pretty cool. <laughs> now, that's not at all what I do. No, I, I go in with my guitar or I got a piano. Uh, I work mainly now with children, and I'm working on communication goals. Um, so it's a very real career that a lot of people probably just don't even know about. Yep. Wanted to give a little plug to it. <laughs> so, so do you – and, and um, so we have a friend of the show. Uh, he and his daughters, Michael and his daughters, uh, Emma, and she is – um, she's using music as therapy, and Absolutely. it seems to be yielding incredible results. Do you find that, Jake? Absolutely. Um, the kids that I work with now just absolutely come alive. Like some of these, some of these kids can't really talk or communicate otherwise, and music provides them with a way to express themselves and just have a great time. And 
socialize with their friends, you know, all that good stuff. Did you? So uh, we've often heard it said, and I, I've seen it in practice, where people who have a stutter, if they sing or if they use music, can get over that. Is there a similar yes, process? Does that work as well with yes. people on the spectrum? Absolutely. Um, it, it's like a way of kind of um, using meter to, like, regulate speech and all that kind of good stuff. Huh. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool. And my, That's my awesome. Girlfriend's actually, my, my girlfriend's a speech therapist, so we love to trade tricks back and forth. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, uh, you, you do good work. You do noble work. All right. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. All right, Thanks, so guys. these are things that you think people should know about your industry. I like this one. This says, I work in biomedical research. The most frustrating thing is that people seem to think that there's one cure for cancer and that the government or big pharma are hiding it. (laughs) That is such an ignorant statement. Cancer is a collection of hundreds of diseases. Do you really think it is possible to have one cure for hundreds of diseases? I've never. Do you know people who think that? Yeah. Why can't they find a cure for cancer? I mean, that's that's a standard Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes on to say, hang on a second, Casey. It says, I work in biomedical. Oh. That's the same thing over and over. All right, go ahead, Casey. No, I was going to say, um, you know, obviously we know that big pharma makes big money, and that, you there's know, some it, issues there. there. But yeah. my my brother is a chemist, and there is also a lot of wasted money, right? So my brother is it was um, uh, researching and trying to come up with it, literally a cure for cancer, and they would spend months, if not years. On you know reactions and 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 then they would get to that like final testing stage and it turns out it didn't work and everything that they did is scrapped and they have to start from square one and that is happening every day all day all over the country and so there's a lot of wasted money and I don't want to say wasted money um, but there's a there's a lot of you know wasted well, you also have office parties and things <laughs> yeah. that they require a lot too like yeah. pizza parties yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you, a cure for a cancer, mm-hmm. right? A yeah. type of cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and have they cured cancers along the way? Are the ones that used to exist but don't any longer that they have cures for? Like Dr. Mike says, we're living in amazing times right now. So wait, they, wait, they the do? Treatment. Well, I, I mean, like he says, and Michael say, no one need ever die of thyroid cancer. No one right. need ever die of prostate cancer. Right. You know, and a lot of that is also early detection. Uh, I'm going to go next to Jesus, a truck driver. Jesus, good morning. <laughs> oh my goodness i love that what's up man all right as a truck driver there's two things yeah these cars they tend to switch lanes without signaling in front of you and braking we haul eighty thousand pounds we cannot stop yes on the dot and there were countless times that I almost hit other cars because of situations like that. Jesus, so, in, in a fully loaded truck, how how long does it take you to come to a full stop if you're traveling at four, like 40 miles an hour? For, uh, I'm going to say 55 miles an hour, like on a turnpike, for example, where there's hardly any vehicles. Right. Half a football field. Wow. <laughs> Some people don't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I they, I feel like I get nervous with, with truck drivers. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Can, excuse me. Can I get over? Like, <laughs> so we all know we all know trucks don't have that acceleration that, that uh, cars do. But what you might not be thinking about is the stopping ability. Right. So that's what Jesus wants people to know. Exactly. They can't. That's one more thing. That's yeah. one more thing. Um, the, the right side of the cab, there's a huge blind spot. Yep. And cars tend to ride on that side, and sometimes I cannot see vehicles on that side in my mirrors. And I have so many mirrors, 
Right, and and I've always and, I've read uh, signs on trucks that say if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see can't you. see you. Absolutely, so exactly. That's what I always try to keep in mind. If I'm if I'm near a truck and I can't see the mirror, I try to get in a position where if I'm going to stay in that zone, that they can at least there's a, that I can see a mirror so they can see me. Hey, Seuss, have you ever have you ever provided cover for someone trying to elude Smokey and they will drive <laughs> under the truck and just hide out there like in Smokey and the Bandit? You ever do that? He's like, I guess not. No. no, no, no. So that the, the, the movies must have lied to us. Wait, and Jesus, last question. Um, a truck driver once told me, like, if you're going, if we're going to pass the truck, like, do it. Just go past. Yeah. Don't linger yes. anywhere there. Yeah. Just pass yeah, them. Just pass. Yeah. I even have. I even have cars like they linger right on my trailer. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll like, be having my signal on. I'll be wanting to switch lanes. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, they want to speed up and stay in the middle of my trailer. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know yet. Yeah. yeah, just clear. Get get out of the just way. Move. Thanks, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So so let's say the truck is doing 60 miles an hour. You don't want to go any faster than 60 miles an hour. You're with that truck right next to it. Live a little. Go crazy. Bump it up to 65 for about 30 seconds pull over awesome. into their lane, and then temper back to 60, and you guys will be going the same speed, and that left lane is now clear. Yeah. Go crazy. By the way, that's the <laughs> that's the law in Jersey. You're only supposed to use that left lane for passing, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Most, most places in yeah. that way, for sure. All right, let me read a couple of others. I know we have a ton of calls on the line. Here's one that says, uh, lifeguard, I am not a babysitter. It is your <laughs> job as a parent to watch your kid when swimming, and if they can't swim... You have to be in the water within five feet of them at all times. If there's an emergency, the lifeguards will help. Another one, librarian. Uh, Public libraries are not safe places to drop off your kids. It's not the books that are unsafe. It's the other patrons and the fact that librarians are not babysitters. Uh, Here you go. Here's another thing that people in their industry understand, but the general public doesn't grasp. A zoo worker says, yes, the animal is in the exhibit. Sometimes you have to look a little bit longer than eight seconds in order to see it. (laughs) Well, a lot of them also have... Where is it? There's, There's nothing, nothing, in, there. nothing in there. And then you'll you'll see like the cheetah behind a tree. You'll yeah. see a tail popping out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no. I came on the wrong day. Uh, here's uh, from a designer. It says, if you want to fit a portrait image into a landscape canvas, you either have to crop it, leave a black or white border, or empty space left or right, or distort it, which is almost always a bad idea. On a regular occurrence, clients are unhappy with either of these options, and they just want me to somehow make it fit. I don't know about all that. What would you say is the biggest misconception about, say, during the day on on radio, mm. that people listening think that uh, that, 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 okay. ha- that Here's happens? The deal. There's no secret way to win a contest. Okay? <laughs> like it's at the discretion of whoever is on the air, of what number caller they take, when they ask for you to call in, when they even start answering the calls after they tell you to call in. There's no special line that gets you here quicker. You don't need to wait 10 seconds before you start dialing. You don't need to dial right a little bit beforehand. It is completely arbitrary. It's There is no way. No, so I've, always, I've had people throughout my career ask me, how do I win a contest? It's like, dude, it is luck of the draw. That's all there is to it. That's me. exactly true. And yet, bizarrely, there are certain areas that will get in easier, mm. you know, when, when, it, when we have a contest. It's just the luck of the draw. Uh, here's one from a dentist, and they simply say, flossing actually helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, um, should know. Yeah, yeah. I've been flossing for a few years now, and ever since I started flossing, I've had... <clears throat> 
Well, I don't oh. want to. I don't want to jinx anything. But yeah, no, dude. I used to. I would. I would have like be brushing my teeth and spit it out, and like blood would be in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've, I, I talked. This is years and years and years ago. I asked my dentist. They're like. You're not, are you flossing? No. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gingivitis. <laughs> Floss, and that will stop happening. And it sure enough did. And dentists and dental hygienists can tell when you don't. You know, so like. Because yeah. well, there's plaque buildup Right. In if, there. But if you're trying to hide it, and there's just no point in lying to them. Saying, yeah, yeah, I floss every day. And if you don't, they'll know. I've By the been way, flossing, my... I think, since I had teeth. Yeah, well, my <laughs> toothbrush is also a water pick simultaneously. Ooh. So as I'm brushing my teeth, it's a water pick. See if I got that one for Jace. Awesome. <laughs> All right, let me go. It's loud as hell, though. I'm going to go to Alex. Hey, loud. Alex, good morning. Good morning. Sorry what? for bothering you at work. Nah, we're happy. What is, uh, what's your line of work? So I am a vet technician, and one thing that I really wish people would understand is that vet med is at an all-time low with staffing shortages. Since the pandemic started and we went curbside, everyone wants to get their pets in. Everyone adopted a lot of animals. We are trying to see them, but if Fluffy has a minor ear infection, if it takes three weeks for an appointment, that's the best we can do for you. Okay, so, so you, you guys are just overloaded and overworked. Overloaded and overworked. All right, what about when you're not over, overloaded and overworked? What is something that people need to know about your your industry? An ear infection is not an emergency. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, yeah. I have one. So I have a friend who uh, worked for the Sixers and worked in the sports industry uh, her whole life. And she said, uh, no, I don't just work the games. I work all day. And then I work at night during the games as well. Right. There you go. Uh, I like this one. It says, uh, this is from an audio engineer. It says, not every problem with audio is feedback. Feedback is when the sound goes out of the speakers and back through the microphone and loops around and around. Ground hum is not feedback. Noise is not feedback. Echo off the wall is not feedback. And then this one I love. They said, and speak up, people. The microphone isn't magic. You need to be heard, which is true. I, you guys yeah. all know. If you're at an event and somebody's holding the microphone down at their uh, down at their <laughs> waist, yeah, bring it up, or barely speaking into the mic, you still need to project on a microphone. Why do people do that? I don't know. Well, I think they're not used to hearing their just, own voice. And you also, people who haven't spoken on microphones a lot don't know the, the technique. That's understandable. Not everyone is hooked up to a PA all day. Let me go to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, guys. How are you this morning? We're awesome. What do you do, Tracy? <laughs> I work for unemployment. Unemployment. Okay. Yep. So a lot, a lot of people think that unemployment is like a fun that, oh, if I work two, three years and I don't like my job, I can quit <laughs> and get paid. And unfortunately, <laughs> unemployment is legit an insurance like your car insurance. Okay. So... If you quit your job because you say, oh, I just didn't like my boss, I can pretty much tell you you're going to be denied. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're not, you're not, you have to be fired or there has to be something like that. You just simply can't say, I'm going to take some time off. And then I'll get the ones who have entered the workforce like two years ago and they're like, but I paid all that money into unemployment. <laughs> you paid $260 into unemployment in two years. If you want your $260, we'll give it to you. But, well, we weren't really. But that $10,000 you see that you're claiming maybe, that's because we're charging your employer. So you have to have a actual reason that is under the law that states, okay, we can pay you out of this fund because you deserve it. And that that is usually most often termination, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, thank you for the heads up, Tracy. Appreciate it. All right. Well, it's really interesting. We have a load of great calls, and we don't have time to go to them because uh-huh. we have to go. We, well, we got to go on Fox Good yeah. this morning, so we got to do that. But uh, it's interesting uh, that, uh, you know, we, we all have these things that we do for a living, and especially if you're um, in a job where there, you have regular customers and so on, that maybe they don't quite get exactly well, that little thing that everybody should know but don't understand. But thanks for sharing. We appreciate it. We, we should create a place where people can to at least post mention these yeah. things because there's a, there's a lot out there. So, but anyhow, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Uh, we are going to go live on Fox Good Day, and we are going to get to the bizarre file when we return. So stay with us. We won't be gone long. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going on Fox Good Day. 7.56. Well, actually, that's about to be 7.57. The city looks golden on this morning. But let's get to Preston and Steve because Reddit users, they're revealing their most, hello, horrible habits. And it's all in one thread. And it's basically, what's your worst habit you just can't stop, but you absolutely loathe the fact that you do it? So, like, one person said they like to pick their nose still. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. I mean, if you got something in there, you got to get it out. Right? Yeah. 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 Anything coming to mind, Preston? Does eating poop count? Oh, my God. No, dude. I don't do that. I just Stop thought of it. something gross to throw out there. No, listen, Karen, was that you that went, ew? Yes. Well, I know dogs that eat their own poop. My husband could not. No, no, I wasn't talking about the poop thing. I was going back to the picking the nose thing. Uh, As Preston Elliott revealed this morning. um... No, 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 no. I, yes, the, the nose picking thing. And here's the deal. I don't. I don't like blowing my nose. It is, um, uh, it makes my ears pop. Um, not, I don't, I don't clear a lot. I think I have a sign. I have a deviated septum, and I have all cool. these fish. So, so, right, Nicole, it's the latest thing. Yeah. Everybody's doing. I've got it. one too. No, yeah. but anyway, so, so blowing my nose, the sensation of doing that, I don't like doing it. So, I do the disgusting, horrible act of picking my nose. I do my best to be, and you don't want to do it. Discreet about it, but I do it. You know, so. So what do you do? You walk away and get into a corner and do it, or like I try to. I do, I do some very. He gets up on a table. It's very stealthy. It's like, <laughs> it's like you just kind of itch at it a little bit, and then you just go ah. <laughs> get up in there. Get yeah. You know what's there. funny though? Oh. I never heard of that, but my middle kid refuses to blow his nose. He doesn't like it. It's the sensation. And now that you yep. say it, like, I never knew it was a thing. People but don't now talk like, about I feel it. better about him. He's not Tell like, him he's not alone. You're not yes. <laughs> this is a support group for nose pickers. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> all right, Steve. I, I hear it all the time. Uh, you're far too compassionate and wonderful. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> no. And then the second thing would be huffing paint. No, I do this all the time. I am all, I, I have this ADD thing where I will 
start. I'm, I've already had a conversation in my head, and I'm about three quarters of the way through it, and I drive my wife crazy because she'll look at me and say, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, you talk, you <laughs> yeah. talk out loud to yourself. Right, right. right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all the way through a story, and, and she she's brought in like at the end of the movie. Right. And she yeah. says, why don't you pick your nose like Preston does? <laughs> <laughs> that would be easier to deal with. Yes. Well, yeah. well, one of them says swirling your phone while on the toilet. Is that annoying? I feel like you need a pastime. What are you supposed to do, stare at the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, that's Don't not a disgusting magazine. habit. We've well, got that's... a wall right there for putting your boogers back together. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't well, see we... that as I don't see that as a problem. But uh, well, maybe somebody uh, just doesn't want to be there. Or maybe they're spending lingering too much time spending there doing. It's, it. There's a creative space there. You're, you're not yeah. doing much. And Beethoven composed some of his, his greatest works on the toilet. Did he now? Yeah. yeah it's, well, the, <laughs> I would check the accuracy of that. Right. So. Yeah, and also, Steve, now that you say that, that's, I think it was the same kid. He had a booger wall. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> so, uh... In the house? Yes, right next to his bed. Oh, my God. That was a song by Sheena Easton, <laughs> Booger Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Prince Rogan. Yeah. Wait, are they still there? Or did you clean it? No, no, they... you clean it up all the time. Oh, okay. They're like, ew, what is this? It's got that. It's just like it's just like letter magnets on the fridge. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> thanks guys. Bye guys. We'll see you later. All right. Oh is. my god, a booger wall. Yeah, I, uh, disgusting. Oh, that's awful. Oh, yeah, we had one here in the men's room. I have to come clean about something because I just got a message on Twitter. Uh, apparently, um, I was caught green fingered right on our YouTube stream. Earlier uh, this morning, there you go. I was, oh, yes. I was Casey, apparently knuckled deep on Casey it. digs deep, and he because of where we're sitting <laughs> in this room, I get the full view of it. He turns to me while he's doing it, and Marissa's <laughs> over there, and he. But although she's obscured by a monitor, you yeah. might get away with it. But <laughs> nonetheless, he turns to me, and it's every morning, all the yeah. time. It's and I've gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me. Every now and then, I will. Turn and look, and he will make eye contact with me, <laughs> and he's a full knuckle deep in there, and he'll just be like, "Oh man!" Listen, do you know, do you know I, honestly, what, yeah. what, what, like for, even for me, for blowing my nose, yeah. what has reduced that dramatically is doing the the kneel med, the nasal yeah. rinse, like five times a day. Yeah, it doesn't and, done squat, done squat for me. It doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I but blame, try it because it might work for yeah. you. Yeah. I blame Nick Murphy. I thought you were supposed to, uh, you're supposed to be watching out for us. Why are you putting Casey picking his nose on the? Uh, he, he is watching out for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's putting that on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you got some text? I, I, I got one uh, tweet from a okay. dude say, just saying I was knuckled deep. Listen, man, I I can't. I'm not even going to apologize for it. it. You're doing is, what you're doing. Well, there is a it, there's a mental thing going on there where where when I'm breathing, I can feel something there. So like it is. Um, <laughs> you don't don't stop explaining picking your nose. Yeah, it's okay. It's an obstruction. I know what you mean. You do what you're going to do. Yeah. It's like when I hold my ankles and fart. It's the same thing. <laughs> Steve gets on his yeah, back I get on my back, oh, I hold my ankles, and I say, good money to see that. Oh, my God. No, wait, Nick oh, did, you, did you catch it on YouTube? Nick Murphy is coming in to okay. uh, comment. I'm sorry. I was, that's distracted. I was distracted by my phone, and I left your shot up. So that's just, that's just straight up bad directing, and uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, in my defense, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't, I don't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I saw. I, listen, I, I saw the tweet. I'm oh, just. I was so sorry. I was grateful that the tweet didn't come with the screen capture. Although I'm sure people will do that as oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah. let me ask this. Let me, let me, let me ask this here. I have wait, it on it, right? Wait. Let me ask. So, so 
I'm assuming that the person, like right now, if you were back there directing, I would be the. This would be the time for you to pick your nose. Right. It, right. Know that you're talking. not be you're not yeah. talking, and you're not in the shot with Preston. So if I'm talking or Kathy or Nick. Pick your nose. Start away. rooting away. Yeah. Right. I was definitely issue, not talking. The issue happens if you say something and then someone else chimes in and I don't catch it right away. And I sometimes I just like edit with my brain and my uh-huh. eyes and right. not physically are you, switching. Are you really apologizing for Casey picking his nose? <laughs> I'm there, man. He's my friend. I'm trying to trying to, trying to I'm help just, my friend. Listen, I'm trying to give it, my friend it, some cover. Nick and Nick Murphy, and you'll agree with this. If you were to direct a show based on Every time someone talks, cutting to that person immediately, it would be ridiculous. Yeah, so I mean, you always let a little bit of lag over. Yeah. Someone starts saying something, and then you move over to them. So <laughs> maybe, Case, is there a semaphore situation that would tell Nick Murphy Listen, that you're man, going to start picking I'm, your nose? You have to take the good with the bad. With the, with, yeah, right. If we're going to be on YouTube, you got to take yeah. the good with the bad. Yeah. It is what it is. I Listen. We've you tried to hypnotize on this show, hypnotize me to get me to stop picking my nose. I know it's an issue. I. I, dude, I, whatever it is, what it is, I man. It, man. Yeah. You, you, you take care of it. Look, you got a lot on your plate, yeah. and you maximize your time. Your like when, when things aren't happening, you're, you're you're eating a little breakfast and and flossing <laughs> and stuff. So like, I'm gonna catch some of those things, and I but apologize. Nick, Nick, Nick McElwain, you, but do you know? I mean, he legitimately, Nick Murphy legitimately watches out for oh, us sure. to make sure that like that doesn't happen. I was jokingly giving him a hard time because he like he's told me that I'm I'm watching out for you guys. No, we're we're lucky to have Nick Murphy for sure and and I appreciate everything you do f- to make us look as good as we possibly can. Um when you repost uh because the YouTube video gets posted every day, right? Later mm-hmm. in the so uh does that ever get edited? Uh like if very, one of us looks bad You or took if, out my ankle I, fart. I, I could. Oh, like man. yeah, like I could take something out that you know we were not happy with and yeah okay um yeah after the fact but yeah it does get posted every day as soon as we stop being live it it stays up so that's a nice feature right yeah Yeah. uh may i compliment your duran duran t-shirt i love that it's a classic classic nagel uh thing i I need to get one of those i this uh, this album was like uh is that rio yeah, Rio. Yeah, yeah. did you album. give that shirt to Preston? <laughs> would you like? Would you? Would you like the shirt? <laughs> I will get my own. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, oh, there we go. Oh, oh man. The, uh, oh, yeah. Casey. Oh, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you want, man? What that was want? that was a serious. Dude. I had we're no, watching the video. I had no idea. Hey, how about a little sympathy? A little sympathy for what I'm mentally going dude, through at that point. Dude, you were you were not picking your nose. You were massaging your brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. By the way, it's, oh it's not like you had to be a really eagle-eyed list of viewer to catch that. No. no, this is like that's, there are several angles that are being approached by that. This is the avatar of nose picking. Oh, Casey, you're taking it way better than I would. I would be horrified. Oh. I mean, I Look can't be ready. Is no, no I'm laughing. embarrassed. But like, what can I do? What can you do? What can I do? It's, it's out there. there for freaking ever. This is why you need to yeah. watch our YouTube channel at oh. all times, friends. Just, oh my somebody God. make that into a T-shirt. And... <laughs> it's it's remarkable that this in and of itself could also become a daily rush, like uh-huh. what we're talking about yes. right now. Oh it becomes meta. Well, what you needed to do is turn that into a, a, a GIF, right? I mean, yes. yeah. GIF, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. All right. Anyway, uh-huh. thank you, Nick Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. No, thank you, dude. No, no, it was, sorry. It was just excellent. content, Roast Beef. Right. Thank yeah. you. All right. Uh, speaking of content, we got to oh, do man. the Bizarre File. Let's go. Now, WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Wow. That is a nose picking. Wow. Okay. Uh, the Bizarre File is brought to you this morning by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, voted best overall gaming resort in Pennsylvania. And must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I'm going to start with a story Kathy had in the news because I think it fits in the Bizarre File. A four-year-old girl who was abducted by her parents after they lost custody of her in 2019 has been found alive in their home in a hovel-like makeshift room beneath the stairs. Uh, Paisley Schultes was abducted from her uh, by her guardian. Or I'm sorry, from her guardians in 2019 uh, when she was four from her home of her legal guardian in Cayuga Heights, New York. Uh, she had been removed from the care of her biological parents, Kim Cooper and Kurt uh, Kirk Coltis. Uh, it's unclear why they lost custody, but they took her back. And the last three years have been hiding from law enforcement. But on Monday, police in Socrates, upstate New York, received a tip that the girl was was with a couple at a home. She was found hiding in a dark, wet room underneath the staircase. The house is 162 miles away from where she was abducted. Uh, Cooper is still behind bars, but the father and grandfather who were charged with endangering the welfare of a child and custody interference have been released. Uh, Cooper's being held on an additional account from family court, but it's unclear what that charge is. None have been charged with kidnapping at this point. Mm. Uh, it's unclear who the child was living with when she was abducted. In a statement, uh, Detective Eric Thiel had noticed something about the staircase leading to the back of the residence in the basement of the house that caught his attention. He's shown a flashlight into the stairs, and that's when detectives saw a pair of tiny feet. So you know they'd been to the house a number of times, actually, looking for her, and then this was as the result of another of a recent tip that sent them to the house again. After removing several more steps, the child and her abductor were discovered within. It's unclear uh, who reported the family to the police or how long they knew that the child had been there. It's pretty wild. Story. It is wild. Hopefully it's going to have a good mm. ending. Um, when a co-worker noticed that a portion of Robin Folsom's pregnant belly was coming away from her body, oh, they believed that the former Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency employee was faking her pregnancy. Yeah, because it doesn't happen like that, right? After reporting the birth of two children between July 2020 and May 2021, Folsom was indicted Thursday by a Fulton County grand jury on three counts of felony false statements and one count of felony identity fraud. The 43-year-old Atlanta resident worked as the director of external affairs and supervised uh, GVRA's marketing and media communications. GVRA uh, is the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. So in October 2020, she advised the state agency that she was pregnant. By May 2021, she announced that she had given birth. Uh, GVRA eventually received an email from a person claiming to be the father of the child, which is what led to Folsom being charged with identity fraud and stating that the new mother had been mandated several weeks of uh, rest following the delivery. The state agency approved about seven weeks of paid leave, which the inspector general offices said the agency would not have approved had they known that Folsom had not given birth. (laughs) Yeah, that is part of the deal, right? Uh, An investigation uh, by the office revealed that in March of 2021, a co-worker noticed a lower portion of Folsom's stomach coming apart from her body. The co-worker told officials that they believe Folsom was wearing a fake pregnancy stomach. Oh, that's, uh, I'm having an E-section. Uh, Folsom also sent pictures of her new baby to various co-workers, but the pictures were inconsistent and the children had varying skin colors. <laughs> in October, Come shortly on. after an interview, investigators uh, investigators uh, had, a she- after an interview with investigators, Folsom resigned from the state agency and 
this was not the first pregnancy that she had faked. She's been faking them before. Uh. In July 2020, she announced the birth of another child, but the office learned that there was no birth certificate providing Folsom to be proving wow. Folsom to be a mother. Following review of medical and insurance records, no indication was found that she had ever given um, birth. This wow. is not a baby. That picture's of Wilford Brimley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? A Catholic priest in Phoenix has resigned from his position after a church investigation found he had been incorrectly performing baptisms over his 20-year <laughs> career, rendering the rite invalid for thousands of people. So he was doing, like, one thing wrong yep. that made it null and void. Uh, according to the Bishop uh, Thomas Olmsted of the Diocese of Phoenix, he, as he poured the holy water during the baptism he would perform... The Reverend Andres Arango would say, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but Father Arango misstated one word. We baptize should have been I baptize. <sighs> and getting oh, that word, I know, and getting <laughs> that word wrong nullified all of the rituals he performed. You heard what happened. For 20 years. For the people that then people had to be sent back down to purgatory. No. Right. Heaven, they oh, had to put man. the call in. Yep. Uh, it was a disaster. So Olmsted wrote in a message to parishioners, you will need to be baptized. If you were baptized using the wrong words, that means that your baptism is invalid and you are not baptized. You know, I, I think I would just let it go. Uh, yeah, the issue with using... One time only. Using we is that it is not the community that baptizes a person. Rather, it is Christ and him alone who presides at all of the sacraments. And so it is... Christ Jesus who baptizes. Isn't it we, guess what I get to do? Guess what I get to do? The Diocese of Phoenix added that it did not believe uh, Father Arango had any intentions to harm the faithful or deprive them of grace, the grace of baptism and their sacraments. <laughs> oh, man. He said, I am too, I am, uh, I too am sincerely sorry that this error has resulted in distribution to the sacramental lives of a number of faithful. This is why I pledge to take every step necessary to remedy the situation of everyone impacted. So if you are, if you are absolutely a firm believer, you'd go get baptized. But what if somebody died who has since been baptized 20 years ago do you now believe as a as a they're in limbo of the faith that they're that they will not get to heaven i think you i think you would i i don't to me it's a slip up you yeah. you got dressed up yeah you took the afternoon right yeah you did the deal in your heart i think you're fine yep you effed up you trust yes <laughs> All right, and then... We'll just say it was stolen. One more quick story. Police say a uh, woman who couldn't stop her snowmobile jumped off before the empty machine crashed into a trail groomer. <laughs> the New Hampshire State Police said it happened on Sunday afternoon. They say uh, Christine Lloyd and her riding partner were speeding over a small hill when they noticed Stephen Sheridan grooming trails. Lloyd's riding partner was able to slow his machine down and go over around the groomer, but Lloyd couldn't, so she jumped off her machine before it hit Sheridan. Uh, the empty machine hit the groomer's snowblade. No one was injured in the crash, but officials say Lloyd was issued a summons for unreasonable speed, and she won't dispute the summons. But the guy driving the machine said it just came out of nowhere, uh. and he saw this empty machine. Did you ever get to drive a snowmobile for any yeah, distance? Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to. There are a lot. I, I sat on one and moved a little bit on it, but I, I really would love to nah, Rochelle and take I did one out. A, we did a backcountry thing in Whistler. Fun? Uh, for like hours. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Oh. Those things haul ass. I want to so do that. Definitely have to Let's do it. Let's go, Kathy. All right, and there you go. 
your bizarre file. Let's take a break. And reminding you, we have a chance for you to win tickets to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the Strokes, and Thundercats. Saturday, September 3rd at Citizens Bank Park. So it's secret text word. Text word secret to 39333. We'll see if you win by the end of the show. Stay put. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. Full beat. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So we're going to get Hera Pierno on in about an hour from now talking about the new series called From. Looks Uh, good. Yeah, it's on uh, Epics and it starts on the 20th. Uh, so we'll chat with him in a little bit. We have a secret text word. Take us to see Red Hot Chili Peppers this summer. Or, I'm sorry, coming up in the fall, September 3rd. Uh, so text word, take it to 39333, and we'll see if you can win. But uh, in the meantime, I think it's been a little while since we've had it. It has. To the, uh, almost said the Franklin Institute. I know. The Just Saying Institute. Yeah. We gave away tickets earlier to oh, yeah. Harry Potter at the Franklin Institute. That's the Insane Institute. Yeah. Home of the newly opened Anthony Cranston Memorial Brain Research and Nose Picking Center. <laughs> really, they have so many incredible things and innovations well, coming out of the JSI. They're constantly expanding, so uh, that's why we get so many great studies from them. You know it has been a big hit? Their Menstrual Cup Museum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> through the ages. Through the ages. Menstrual Cups yeah. through the ages. They start with one that's made out of a, a stone, rock. yeah. It's just kind of yeah, hollowed yeah, out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> You know, the handle uh, holes really bled. Oh, gross. It's like a children's God. wading pool with a yeah. handle. <laughs> you weigh 10 pounds heavier when you walk around with that. Uh, I'll feel better. All right. Uh, if you've ever wondered if your brain could run out of space, the answer seems to be yes. That's why I put an extension on. Researchers in Canada found that older people have too much information in their heads, resulting <laughs> in cluttered memory. You know too much, old woman. Uh, the study defines cluttered memory as one that struggles to recall specific or detailed information and events in comparison to younger people. That's why I think people wandering the streets are always talking to themselves because they have immediate recall. They like they get it all yeah. out. Uh, study author Dr. Lynn Hasher says these results may explain why wisdom and knowledge continue to grow as we age, even as memory declines. Because you have a bigger volume of things to call upon, right? I guess so. The issue is that on a day-to-day basis, the human mind constantly blocks out unnecessary information. But as we grow older, the mind's inhibition skills deteriorate, making it harder to focus on specific information. Now, I think this is interesting because he was a fictional character, but Sherlock Holmes, as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote him, would, would purge unnecessary information from his mind. To uh, so that he could be a better detective. Only things that pertain to what he did for a living, uh, were, he kept in his mind because he had so much information. That's interesting. I assume that's not. I don't think you could do that. I don't think that. you can do that. It's, it's like forget, forget this. Okay, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be like a. 
That'd be like a, a superhero power. Right, 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 yeah. In I a mean, bizarre way. It's kind of what you do on a computer when you need to, like, clear space. You're like, you know what? I don't use this program. And you can still find yeah. it, though. Yeah. You, you can still well, go in. There's still remnants of it. Huh? It's represented so well in the movie Inside Out. There are these creatures that they, they go, what their job is to clean out right. the inventory. And actually, Paula Poundstone was one of the voices of one of them. And they would go, oh, yeah, here's, you know, here's the name of, of all the My Little Ponies. Eh, forget them. Yeah. And then they would flush them. We don't need that even, but forget right. it. Right. And it's just, it's uh, why can't I remember certain little details? You just, they're gone. They, they end off uh, in that, uh, mm-hmm. in that. The, uh, you know, disc- discard bin. Right. I think my mind is is wired to um, hold on to useless information over really pertinent life essential information. Yeah. Uh, researchers say this results in a flood of information and memory impairment a- among older adults. But a cluttered memory isn't necessarily a bad thing. The data shows that it is very likely to be a sign of wisdom and lots of knowledge. Do you ever dust your brain? I don't dust yeah. my brain. I probably should. No. I'm not into dusting at all. <laughs> Kathy, you would hate it, man. Oh, God, yeah. To me, a clean a clean house is just no clutter and everything. Oh. And Rochelle's like, we need to dust. I'm like, dust? Yeah. What's that? No, that's a straightened Dude. house. A clean house is when the dust <laughs> and the junk is cleaned up. Kathy, I made a mistake. and clean. I do like straightened, and I do like, uh, I, oh, honestly, I, I, I am in my room. I, I dust quite often. No, I don't dust uh, because I have all my statues. And the last thing you <laughs> want to see when you walk in anywhere is a dusty Batman. Well, I've got a friend whose house is always meticulously straightened. It is in no way clean. Okay, it's. I mean, there's like you know marks in the toilet. Dust bunnies. Like, oh, like skin marks. Oh my god! Well, like, you can't do that. Like infamously, every if you ever use her bathroom, it there's poop there. Okay. <laughs> Poop, there it is. I, I love that you you that you have a clear definition of straight. Can we have oh God, straightened yes. and clean? Can we yeah. have an exact name on this yeah. person? No, yeah. uh, no, no. And, and what exactly they're eating that leaves a runway? Uh, no, and like she, like they'll have a party and and like it's known that people are coming poop over marks? and there's skip oh marks. How does toilet. poop get on the bottom of a toilet seat? Is what I want to know. Because that's where the poop falls. Okay. Oh, on the bottom of the oh, toilet yeah. oh, uh, seat. You you have a an explosive situation. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, I, I see the same yeah. thing too. I'm like, like how? Kids. Oh, I, I'm living. You didn't when... know you splattered on that one. Come on, don't you hate it when you've you've not to get too gross, but you've had a situation now you have to go. Uh, basically, I, I clean the complete toilet because it's like I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, happens every once. I, I want to CSI this sucker up. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another story. This one also another study that has to do with our brains as well. University of California researchers found that the human brain shows us images that are 15 seconds old instead of trying to update our vision in real time. And I don't quite understand I understand that because I'm just in my brain now seeing you say 15 seconds old. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Uh, I'm watching Casey pick his nose right now. (laughs) That's like the half hour. I know, but I'm way behind. So this is known as the continuity field. Is this so we can dump out on curses? The rec- no, the oh. researchers say that it gives us more stability. Senior study author, Professor David Whitney, explains, if our brains were always updating in real time, uh, the world would be a jittery place with constant fluctuations in shadow, light, and movement, and we'd feel like we're hallucinating all the time. What the hell is he talking about? Seahorses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lead study author... Seahorses... Forever. Uh, Dr. Maro Manasi adds, uh, we'd feel like we're hallucinating. No, he says, our brain is like a time machine. It keeps sending us back in time. 
It's like we have an app that uh, consolidates our visual input every 15 seconds into one impression so we can handle everyday life. I don't understand. This guy's drinking. Yeah. I don't understand that. They let a lunatic into the JSI. It needs to be explained better. I, uh, I, 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 okay. I believe what, what they're saying, but I just don't understand it. Do you, I'll take a guess at it. I think you need... Um, there's a, a a little bit of your of a delay processing so that things appear more fluid, and that's what I'm gathering. You're not. Well, I don't know. I mean, because if you know, if if somebody throws a ball to you, you catch it immediately. I mean, there's not. There's not. It a slows down and then you catch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Did know, it just take 15 seconds for that ball to reach me? So I I don't know if this is in nanosecond or no it's not nanoseconds it says 15 seconds nick you're you've got the fuller articles i'm wondering if it has anything to do with like how your memory interprets things that you see so if steve and i are having a conversation and steve you're talking about something to me and I'm, i'm watching you like will my memory of what our conversation is not be what we're you're saying at this exact moment but what you said to me 15 seconds as the processing is going and how how i'm looking at you i think what i'm looking at when I remember it, it's not the immediate thing. It's what happened 15 seconds ago. When you're when you're talking to someone, because for me, right now as I'm saying this, there's like three or four other things going on as well right. in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what you have going on as well? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can also. It's so funny because you know we do these live commercial endorsements right. throughout the morning show. I can literally be reading one and be thinking about something else at the same time. <laughs> Uh-huh. Because you have to. We do them so often. Yeah. Well, I mean, not something that's not pertaining to what I'm talking yeah. about. I mean, like... My I balls can, hurt. I can, yeah, or yeah. I could be thinking about what I'm doing later on today, or I've, I've got to make sure I do this. You know, I've got some kind of a task I need to take yeah. care of. Yeah. Or or I'm, uh, something I've read might trigger a memory, and I'll start thinking about that while my mouth is continuing to say other things, I know so I exa- can't do that. I know exactly what you're talking about, but that distracts me. If, if I start to do that, I know, okay, stop, or you're going to start to fumble up. Right. Right. Okay. Well, anyhow, it's crazy. This is a weird little report from the Justine Institute. Let me find something it's else. Actually, scary. That maybe we can uh, wrap our minds around a little bit. All right. This is pretty cool. Will it explain the marks on the bottom of that toilet, Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. I mean, the marks can be explained. Yeah. Why they haven't why been they cleaned. Haven't cleaned. <laughs> we don't know. That's that's the mystery. No, a stem cell transplant has appeared to cure HIV in a woman for the first wow. time. Uh, the woman who has not yet been named is joining three men who have been cured or likely uh, who have been. It says been cured or likely been cured of the virus. This marks a large breakthrough in treatment for a virus that for decades was completely incurable. Uh, however, according to the NBC report, uh, there is still a ways to go before the treatment can be widely used because it is a risky procedure involving the destruction of the immune system. Scientists have only tried it on those suffering from potentially deadly cancers. So that's why they've gone to this extreme. So right now they can reduce the viral load inside from HIV uh, in someone so that it's undetectable. Right. Like completely undetectable. Uh, And that's through a use of like a a cocktail of drugs. Mm. Um, But um, I guess in extreme cases, here's an option, right? Uh, I I guess so. Yeah. But this is is a step in the right direction. Uh, Do you guys see the HIV uh, medication ads that run? Yes, uh, they, I yeah, see those for quite, like prep and uh, yeah. all that. Yeah, uh, I see that quite frequently. We'll just say it shows people living with it and, yep. and taking this medication, and and it's more of a um, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, therapeutic? A, no, like a, like a contemporary approach in the ad 
where it's just like it's just showing couples doing yeah. regular things and stuff like that. And you, you know what I mean? You remember when Magic Johnson announced he had it and you thought, oh, okay, he's not long for this world. And yeah, then, oh at my that God. Time, yep. You made the announcement that you got it. In a fairly short amount of time, you were dead. And here he is doing yep. great. Yeah. I have a, a single gay friend, Preston, who takes that drug uh, daily, and um, it's just another level of uh, prevention, right? So okay. like, he practices safe sex on top of it, but he also takes that medication, and it's just a, it's a bit of peace of mind when it comes to uh, anything that's an STD. I also saw another story. I don't have it handy. I don't know what I did with it, but it had, this had this one had to do with stem cell transplants. Um, there is a they're taking a pretty big leap forward. Uh, in paralysis, curing paralysis. It's only in, in laboratory mice right now, uh, but with <clears throat> using stem cells to regenerate uh, nerve cells. It's pretty amazing. And from what I understood is that the big problem with it beforehand was they could regenerate these cells, but your body would reject them. Uh, but with this, using your own stem cells being able to make that happen, rejection is less likely. It's pretty wild. It's still a long way to go. It's not like, you know, within the next 10 years, people are going to be popping up and walking, uh, you know, being cured of paralysis. But it's on. It's headed in the right direction. Are we uh, at so the point like where amazing. if your legs don't work, rats could carry you? Um, How many they rats? had enough of yeah. them, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. depending on your weight rats, and, and all that. No, and it's amazing. They have to put little harnesses on them and everything. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think at least like 30 rats, right? I think so. Something like uh, that. Yeah. At least. There is a Maybe conversion more. chart in my office. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Steve, you remember the old chuck wagon? Uh, oh, yeah. I loved it. Dog commercials. Uh-huh. It was a when stop motion chuck, and the dog would chase it, but the chuck wagon would go into the bag. Yeah. And then the uh, the dog would go sliding into the bag. I'm like, yes. oh, what what am this? This little this little uh, uh, wagon would come out with a, with a team of horses, and it was about the size. <laughs> They were about a foot tall. Yeah, and would yeah. run around the house, <laughs> and the dog would and go the dog running. Would chase after it. I uh-huh. miss that commercial. <laughs> I love that. I wanted that chuck wagon. I wanted the whole setup. Yeah, Kathy, you don't remember that, do you? No, you're no. too, you're too, <laughs> no. too young. Leave me alone. <laughs> you're just a child. I'm waiting to see Santa. Um, all right. So anyhow, uh, hang on. Going Wait. back to the story we had before about the <laughs> 15. Are you watching the commercial? Here's the commercial <laughs> on the big screen. Yeah. Man, why couldn't that be real? <laughs> um, let me go to um, Evan, who wants to help explain the delay uh, in seeing things. All Hi, right. Evan. Good morning. Uh, morning yet. Uh, good so, morning. Uh, I just recently seen something on YouTube on um, it's okay to be smart. They explain this exact phenomenon. Okay. That so if you focus on one thing on one side of a room or like on your desk, and then you focus on something on the opposite side, you don't actually see the middle part. You just focus on the one thing, and then the other. Your brain edits it out. It's oh. not 15 seconds. That's way too long. Okay. Like, a really long time. It's stupid. It's like milliseconds or nanoseconds. It's a very quick. So it's just so you don't constantly have blurry vision. Okay, I got you. That makes total sense now. You know what? It's probably a typo in this. It, it may be 15, like, you know, milliseconds or something like that. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. All right, thank you for clearing that up, Evan. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. That makes sense. They need to conduct a study on uh, what causes typos. So uh, as, you're, as you're glancing from one thing to another that right. you're focusing on... All that stuff you you see in yeah. between here and there, but you're not. It's but, not processing. But it. your brain doesn't process right. it, and and only goes to things. Okay, All thank right. you. There Evan. you go. That clears. Could it you up. imagine? That's how we can view porn. That makes a big difference. No, it's not a typo though. I, I pulled up the original um, article, oh, and it okay. says about 15 seconds. But I guess the way that the brain processes it, that timing can be, can be different. Okay. 
Right, well, like like pizza man at the door? Spent. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here at the Just Saying Institute. Uh, how about this? Uh, wearing face masks. Kathy was saying, uh, you know, things are looking a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, in the land of COVID. And uh, maybe in the very near future, we won't be wearing face masks as often. Some people might hang on to it and do it all the time just to be safe from flu and whatever might be jacked up grills lingering about. Well, Cardiff University says that wearing a face mask might actually make you appear more attractive. Mm. Researchers measured how different types of face masks change (laughs) the attractiveness of 40 male faces. And they found the type of mask makes a difference. I'm really much luckier with women now. Uh, you know what? In fact, we touched on this, we I did. think, when we talked on uh, Fox last week, maybe on Fox Good Day. Uh, the blue medical masks were found to increase the attractiveness of most. Also, I think what happens is a lot of people, um, there is a an air of mystery from just seeing the eyes, mm-hmm. and that was enticing as well. I don't know. Yeah. So it says here that our the study suggests, as according to the researcher, that... Uh, The faces are considered most attractive when covered by the medical face masks. This may be because we are used to healthcare workers wearing blue masks, and now we associate these with people in caring or medical professions at a time when we feel vulnerable. We may find the wearing of medical masks reassuring and so feel more positive towards the wearer. Stop and think about this, all right? You could be on a first date furiously picking your nose under the mask, (laughs) right? And it would be no issue. I don't know. They might see you sticking your finger up. Oh, uh, well, there, you so. d- maybe you're just tickling your nose. That's true. Yeah. Are you guys, you know what I look like? I just put a mask on. So let's just see. No. No, here. <laughs> Stop. I'm kidding. I mean, do you think I look better, Kathy? With the mask on. Okay. Okay. No. Or. Or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or. He's got his Billy Bob teeth on. <laughs> I love those teeth. They're awesome. <laughs> that guy made millions off of these things. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right, let me find something else here. Uh, that's the end of the... This is the end of the music. Okay. the hell is that? I had never heard that before. No. Oh, I kind of like it. I that's did, the, too. It gets much more dramatic. Huh. That's, that's the dance part. All right. Well, Things get real at the Just Saying Institute. Many people use marijuana to help them relax and get a good night's sleep, but a new study finds that it may not help much. University, University of Toronto researchers looked at data from a 13-year period and found recent cannabis use was linked to getting both too much and too little sleep. This is a bummer. <laughs> Among those who reported using marijuana in the last 30 days, 34% were more likely to report not getting enough sleep, and 56% were likely to report getting too much sleep compared to those who did not use the drug. It sounds like results yielded from someone who was high. <laughs> not enough and too much. Yeah, That's what we found. In addition, weed users were 31% more likely to have trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, and were 29% more likely to have talked to their doctors about their problems. How can you uh, fall asleep when you're slamming bugles? Yeah. Uh, The study author, Dr. Karim Lada, says, I think the results were somewhat surprising because in our mind, anecdotally, cannabis seems to help with sleep, but the evidence to support that notion is just not there. It's like yet. a seahorse party, right? <laughs> you know where there's a huge uh, boom right now for cannabis growers and um, shops is Oklahoma, uh, right in the middle of the country. Yeah, it's, it's kind of surprising, but um, they're doing really, really well. And people that open up shops in Colorado and in California 
uh, and are getting sort of priced out in those locations have moved. And they are opening up new shops because they can do it much cheaper in mm. a place like Oklahoma. And okay. it's, it's been legalized there, uh, at least medical. I'm not sure if it's uh, recreational there or not yet. But it's it's kind of surprising because it's middle of the country. It's a little more of a, a red state than a blue state. And uh, they're doing really, really well. When I think of Oklahoma, I think of fertile ground. Well, you that's know what it. I mean? I think Where the wind the... comes. No, yeah. No. Honestly, the farming has something to do with it. Yeah, the there's, bread a, there's a real strong farming community Quick there. Quick question. Concerning that. Yeah. So can you, you say you grow your Oklahoma cannabis crop, can you ship that to another state? I don't, I, I never understand oh. the legalization yeah. when it comes to federal laws versus state laws. Yeah, and federally then, it's still illegal, right? Right, right. so uh, you would probably decri- not be able to do it, right? Mostly decriminalized federally, or at least not right. prosecuted anymore. But yeah, crossing state lines, Steve, I don't know. I think like you can go into New Jersey now and buy it legally, right? right? I don't think it's legal to, with it. to bring it to PA. Yeah, uh, not yet. It's not on sale there yet. Okay. Uh, from what I understand, unless I'm way off on this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I would imagine, yes, you can't go over there and bring it back over here. And it's hard to keep track of all those right. rules, you know, especially right. when you're high. Yeah. So, uh, but nonetheless, it's not necessarily good to... Seahorses uh, forever. Uh, ...to be using it simply for sleep alone. All right, this is an odd little story here from the Just Saying Institute. Humans are uh, social creatures, of course, and social learning begins early. MIT researchers found that young children and even babies use a specific observation to determine whether two people have a strong relationship and a mutual obligation to each other. So they they see something that that indicates this? Well, if the two swap saliva. Oh, they're kissing. Yeah. Uh, In other words, if the people kiss, share food... Or have other interactions that involving that involve sharing saliva. You know, like when you spit in somebody else's mouth. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, the, or butt to mouth. The data shows that babies expect people who share saliva to come to one another's aid when one person is in distress. Much more so than when people share toys or interact in other ways Stupid that babies. don't involve saliva exchange. So well, basically that- they're seeing what everyone else is seeing? What do you mean now? <laughs> this isn't, what do you mean? So like, this we, isn't groundbreaking. So a kid sees that a couple's a couple, right? No, 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 no. Uh, so young children, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, an observation to determine when two people have. Yeah, so that would be sharing food and stuff like that. So so they're, lo- they, they're, they're just queuing on signs of affection. Right, right? Like, like any other person would. That's my point. If I saw you sharing food with somebody... You would think I know that person. I would think yeah. you know that person. And that, that I would come to your aid. The point of this right. study is is that it happens early. Okay? Oh, so a baby can determine that. A baby can determine that. You know what I think? I think they're an item. <laughs> uh, my little baby brain, I see them They're exchanging food, they're swapping spit, they're kissing each other's genitals. I think there's something. The study author says babies... Don't know in advance which relationships are the close or morally. I don't know. I'm a baby. Obliging one. So they have to have some way of learning this by looking at what happens around them. So yeah, I got but, Google. But it happens a lot earlier than, than people had originally right, thought. Right, okay. So. Well, well, well yeah, yeah, I can get that. I mean, listen, you you know, it's, it's you, you think babies aren't smart, but I, I've seen some type occasionally. <laughs> they can do things. Yeah. You, just, you just have to give them an opportunity. Hmm. Let's do another baby story. Oh, yeah. uh, money. Better watch it, Kathy's going to come at you. I know, man. She's very <laughs> pointed in that. Yeah. Well, I wasn't attacking you. I just I was just making an observation she, that you were attacking the Joe Singh Institute. Babies are seeing exactly what everyone right. sees. They, 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 stop trying to brag, babies. Oh my God, they're humans. <laughs> yeah, really cool babies. We're not impressed. This next story is from the University of Pennsylvania, 
an Ivy League school. Uh-huh. Researchers found that giving cash aid to low-income mothers appears to help the brain development of their babies. Uh, researcher Martha Farah, a neuroscientist, says this is a big scientific finding. It's proof that just giving families more money, even a modest amount of more money, leads to better brain development. Uh, the study found giving mothers with an average household income of $20,000 a year, $333 per month was enough to observe improved brain patterns in the baby. Well, I assume they have to spend that money, right? You just can't. I'm going to put this on the table here. Here's a thousand bucks. Look at Get it. ready for some smart kids. Uh, it's not clear how the money improved the infant's development, but researchers speculate that it could be a better diet, improved health care. All those things. And more yeah. time for the mothers to be with their babies. And if then they'll are. be writing studies about how babies can recognize kids. <laughs> <laughs> the baby knows who I am. And yeah. if these results hold up, they can factor into future debates on government aid. So... There you go. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, universities just look for grants. And so uh, I have, I think I have something about how smart babies can be. I need a million dollars. That's a very pessimistic look at it, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, but it is true. Grants, it's all about the grants, yeah, right? Yeah. Research. Yeah. It's all about the Benjamins. As Absolutely, as well. man. Sorry to break it to you. Uh, scientists have a new theory that forgetting may actually be part of the learning process. Did I already do this? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. My point has been made. (laughs) Trinity College Dublin researchers theorize that uh, changes in our ability to access specific memories are based on environmental feedback and predictability. So rather than forgetting... Uh, the uh, being an issue, rather than forgetting being an issue, it may be functional feature of the brain. No, so this is actually this is tangential to your first story. Yes, it's, it's not, not the a, same a one. repeat, but it's right there. It's right in the in the zone where you're almost repeating the first story, but with different words. Uh, it may Even be a baby could recognize it. A, <laughs> <laughs> this seems like the same information, just said differently. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the baby picked up. On it. Babies are smart. <laughs> the baby totally picked up on it. Uh, it may be. Kind of seems like the same. And this, this is the show. It's in a, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it may be a functional feature of the brain, allowing it to interact dynamically with the environment. Uh, the experts say that living in a changing world like ours, forgetting some memories may be beneficial as this can lead to more flexible behavior and better decision-making and ultimately increase our well-being. Do you know what fascinates me about this sort of uh, aspect? We talk about Mary Lou Henner and her ability to remember everything in the way that she does. Yeah. Um, it would, And we brought it up to her, moving past painful memories. Uh-huh. You, uh, when you can remember things as clearly, I mean, yeah. I think it's a it's a mechanism of your brain to help tamp down things that bring you. Well, I think she has to engage the recall. You know what I mean? Like, Does she? Like she has to want to think about it as opposed to. Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah, like it's not all just floating there, but she. Right. Like, but it comes back so easily. We will remember, yeah. we will lose details that I think can help soften it, you know, and, and where she right. will, it's it's just as if it just It's a good happened. question because the ones that, that really uh, impact you, I think, are the ones that are the easiest to remember, you know what I mean? Well, um, the ones that are the, the most profound ones are going to just stick yeah. right in there. Yeah, like even yeah. really hurtful ones. Right, right, I mean, yeah, Because yeah. they, they kind of, they make this really 
you know, yeah. deep cut, uh, t- for lack of a better term, I guess. What? I just... You just remember something? Uh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy had her hand raised, and I was like, did you just change the oil in your car or something? Look at her fingernails. Oh, my God, Casey. <laughs> no, Casey, I actually... Okay, let's move on. Um, Casey, I was going to actually show you this manicure and and get your opinion on it. Okay. Because it does look like you're, wait, you're working, hold on. You're working you look at, like at my brother. Hold on. I, I went. I got to show you the picture that I showed. This, has, this is the worst manicure I've ever received in my life. I showed her the picture, and I, I, I got this, show, which, which makes it look... Like, like you just like got done changing oil the oil stuck <laughs> on my nails. And Casey, my my question to you, I swear to God, I was like, I'm going to show Casey this when I get to work and see what he says. Okay. I was going to ask you for your honest opinion. Already got that. Thank okay. you. Um, and I was going to ask you if I, I just got this done yesterday. And I'm going to, here's full disclosure of what right. I pay for manicures. This was $42. Okay. I'm going to go back today to a different place and pay another $42. Two dollars oh to get God. it redone because it's so bad. Did you go to your usual place? No, and I don't mean to, to take away from no. the Justine Institute, but this no. literally, I, I thought <laughs> there were two things, two possibilities. Yes, you had changed the oil in your car, or when Casey made us look at it, or B, you had a, you, all the all the nail polish came off. No, and that was just Let me describe it no, okay. for the audience. Her her each nail is outlined. The 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 whole section of the nail is outlined in black. Right, so so think it's a, sort of like a nude nail polish, and think of like a, a French manicure, but black tips, but, black. but but lined around, it looks like in spots as it, well. It looks dirty, right? Yeah. So so it goes around. Yeah. So so it's like a French manicure up top, and then there, are, yes, there are some nails where the line goes down by the cuticle, and so I saw a picture, and it looked really um, like dainty and pretty, but put a little color, like a little black on, onto the nail, and <sighs> this is what I walked out with, and I've never done this before in my life. Gone the very next day, and just said take it all off and, and redo it. Like I'll live with it for a little bit, but this and now that you made that comment, I'm done. I'm going <laughs> I'm today. Sorry. But you've got you've got like rowdy, rowdy piper sized hands. <laughs> Wait, so I, Steve, it is not my normal place. I, it's a new place, a brand new place that opened. And my friends and I were like, oh, let's go try it. <laughs> Both of us left. We were like, that but was wait the worst manicure we've ever received. But you got done what you wanted to get done. No, here, I'll show you. Because <laughs> oh, we're looking at pictures online of similar ones. Yeah, Kathy, the, the, the one all the way, so I mean, yeah, the I, one that's highlighted with the pin, it's the Pinterest one. That does look like it, I, but I can... No, no, she... Listen, I showed her a picture. She did similar to the picture. She just did a terrible job. I like the French... I like the the, the white French manicure. I think yeah, that, that to me is, is one Elegant. Of the, a, a beautiful look. Yeah. This does look... Especially, I'm surprised you like it because to me it does look dirty. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to look now, dirty. No, it's just on your thumbnails where they outline it to the cuticle. I'm like, right? man, it looks dirty. I know. Were- oh, my God. And I can't believe you said something because I promise you in my head, I was like, I'm going to get Casey's opinion because he'll be truthful with me. And if he says it sucks, I'm going to pay again and just go today and get it fixed. I so- need to take a closer look. But from afar, okay. I no, was like, no, that's uh, no, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm going to get that it. That is a surprising look. OK, that, <laughs> I am so sorry. Sorry, no, but it was. I just saw that. I was like, okay. It was a, a, in a real no. moment. A real moment. And you guys know me. How often I change my oil. <laughs> all right. Well, that's... we figured once you beat the car wash, you're all <laughs> able to change your oil now. Oh my god. Sorry. That's all we have time for yeah. the Just Saint Institute and Nail Salon. <laughs>
More nail chat. So we're going to wrap we, that up let, right well, let's now. Put up, I'm sure Morris is already on it. Take yeah. a picture of, of Kathy's nails and get get the consensus. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a little bit because Harold Pirino is going to be joining us in a little while. Uh, don't forget, uh, tickets to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, all right, this summer. Or this, I keep saying this summer. It's in September. Well, no, it's summer, yeah. though. I mean, it's I not so, the, September yeah. 3rd. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. It's a perfect time for a show. All right, so text word it's summer. Secret. To 39333. We'll see if you win before the show's up. We'll be right back. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. We had a, a few minutes for uh, Harold Pierno is going to be joining us. Uh, talking about the new series uh, From, which is on Epics uh, on the 20th. Uh, but there was an interesting thing that happened with the uh, the game Wordle. Yes. Yesterday. So Casey I, and I play and we text each other, you know, the difficulty of the word or uh, the results that we get without giving it away to each other. And he had sent me his results. I had seen it, and but I didn't know what the word was, obviously. And I solved it later on in the day. What can, Wait, what was the word? Because I never got it yesterday. Well, it depends. Oh. Okay, so that's why I'm bringing this up. So I'd send him over the the word, which for me was agora. I go, what the hell is agora anyway? Uh-huh. And then you got back to me, and you wrote with a question mark, and you wrote aroma. Yeah. Question mark. And I'm like, no. My word was agora. agora. His word was aroma. Yeah. And this isn't giving anything away because you can't go for that word anymore because it's a 24-hour period. It was yesterday's. So that was a big deal. Two, There were two different answers yesterday. Ah. And so everybody who plays the game was like, what the hell's going on if they started talking to other people about it? My wife's addicted now, by the way. <laughs> um, so contrary to earlier statements by the new owner of the New York Times... The internet puzzle sensation has undergone some changes. They had said that they weren't going to change anything, mm-hmm. uh, leading and to they changed a split between those playing the old version and those playing the ah, new one. Interesting. So those still accessing the original version created by Josh Wardle, which is his name, by the way, the game is a play on his name, had Agora as the correct answer, while those playing the version now owned by the New York Times after it you can be confident we're not going to change anything. Here are the list of the changes. After it had changed, had switched hands uh, for a low figure, uh, low seven figure sum. Aroma was the word that you got it. So Casey, mm-hmm. that's also why your scores, your um, the the ones you had solved, your record had yeah. changed. So somehow or another, you got on the new version with the New York Times. I have not yet, and I don't so know. That, that has nothing how. to do with us, right? Like, like to get on the new one. It's not like there's a new website to go to, right? It just has to do with. Them. I don't know. I might. I don't. So it it didn't really fully explain. So so what is agora? As in agoraphobia? It, no, it turns out that it is a an agora. It refers to the public square in ancient Greek cities. All right. So it's a pretty obscure word. Yes, okay. very much. Uh, but I did get it. Good. It took me five. So and you would know times. you got it because you got all the the proper colors, everything yep. lined up, yeah. even yep. if you didn't know what the word was. But Steve, you're right. I mean, that's uh, where we get agoraphobia. Okay. People are afraid of going to a public place, an oh. ancient square, uh, in like in Greece. So that's where that word comes from. So this deviation comes just a day after Times Communications Director Jordan Cohen had told the Guardian in an email that nothing has changed about the gameplay. In response to player complaints that Wordle was getting more difficult. Uh, this also comes after some players' long-running Wordle streaks broke as the Times migrated the game to its own servers. Now, 
the New York uh, Times might not have intended to change up uh, to change up the gameplay. It did be. Uh, it, however, it did begin banning a series of words from Wordle's database last week. Those include some racial and gendered slurs, but also other phrases like "pussy," uh, "poople," and "agora." Agora for the it, it has actually now been removed. All right, so um, didn't say why. Okay, but just jump in here now. Um, you could easily do this as six letters, correct? Yeah. So, no, they, yeah. so you can always evolve the game. Yeah. 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 You'd probably have to give more guesses than six because yeah. it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So it says there's one easy way for players to avoid the problem like that in the future, and that is to refresh the URL for the game and make sure that you're playing the, uh, via the New York Times. Yeah, okay. So it, it has to do, yeah, it has to do with the URL uh, and the old one. So if you're still going to that old URL, it's yeah. redirecting you yeah. to uh, the New York Times as opposed to just going directly to the New York Times How do I URL. find the new URL? Because Casey didn't change anything. Yeah, so, but, but my streak is, is, is now at two for some reason. Two? Two! Oh, right. <laughs> Uh, hold on, I'm going to see if, and it, I'm at if like it says here. 25 or something like that. So. Are you going to be pissed when it when it goes yeah. back to yeah. yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I'll be playing it for a while, so yeah. Um, but I don't know. Let me see what my streak is. 30. Yeah, I'm at 30 wins. Oh, so man. yeah, yeah. So when it resets, it's gonna that's gonna suck. Yep. I'll just have to add 30 Shocks. to it. Or 31 after I finish today, I guess. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, there was a bit of a uh, bit of a glitch, bit of a uh, a hiccup. It, it is a big buzz game. That's yeah, that it, whole thing. It's wild to watch these things. I remember what what was the what, so what preceded this? It was um, the, that trivia game, right? What, yes. What, what was that one? It, it was every night. It, we we talked to the uh, host, right? Yeah. High Q. High Q. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was all the rage. And yeah, the right the the the, the gentleman committed I saw, suicide. I, uh, the host. Yeah, wasn't that the case? No, no, no. Well, maybe somebody associated with it yeah. did, but no, I saw that guy that we had on the show and in studio uh, do a commercial over the weekend that he's hosting some other trivia. Yeah, somebody contest. did, though, associated with the game. Okay. I, I, it was sad, but I, so probably not him then. No. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that was, and then and then before that, what was, what preceded that? There I mean, was f- words with friends. Yeah, words with the Angry Birds. You know, <laughs> well, which and now and those games are still around. Yeah. Well, now there's spinoffs of, of Wordle. Nick, what's the geography one? It's difficult to say, but it's World Wordle. Oh, yeah, that's a terrible name. There's it one is. somebody just texted in about called Quirtle, which is you have to find four <laughs> words in nine guesses. Why not Girdle? There's also dirty versions of mm-hmm. right. Wordle. Um, I can't remember the name, but uh, yeah, so you can use naughty words. Turtle. Naughty. Turtle. Yeah, yeah so. that's just boring. Girdle. Um, yeah, so, the word so, is always so, turtle. <laughs> so there's lots of got it. Turtle. I got it in five. Yeah. You knew yeah. it was going to be turtle. You should have got it on. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to do that. I'll have to refresh it and start all over because that's where it's going to live uh, from now on. Phone job. Times. Yeah. <laughs> um, if uh, if gaming is what you're into, uh, on a different level, maybe gambling is for you. And I saw this study: America's commercial casinos won 53 billion in 2021, which is the best year ever, according to the figures released on Tuesday. And that's only lightly uh, for the online stuff. It's people are going to the casinos like crazy in person. It's probably symbiotic. You're playing. You're playing the game on. You're playing the app. You want, and then you you're going to do both. You're you're now reemerging into that frame of thinking, and you're enjoying it. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm s- starting to be seduced into taking a crack at trying one of these 
online casinos. Oh, no well, yeah, okay. The American Gaming Association, the gambling industry's national trade, released year-end figures showing that in-person gambling continues to be the main source of revenue for the gambling industry. Even as internet and sports betting continue to grow in the U.S., a $53 billion won by casinos is more than 20% higher than the previous best year, which came in 2019, before the pandemic. Well, stop and think about this. Wasn't it the case in, in, in Vegas where the casinos stayed open? A, a good portion of them? I guess. I, I yeah. guess so, yeah. Uh, yesterday, Preston, uh, we were talking, I think, Steve, you asked about you know when Preston would, would be up and down. And the, you know, right. There were a, a few, as Mr. Devereaux. A few down moments. Um, Preston, when you would gamble at casinos, in case of you too, like, did you guys ever experience, uh, because what, this is what happens to me. I get overly nervous and the nerves outweigh the pleasure of winning for me. Like I, I get um, so nervous about losing you're not money. Fun. Uh, exactly. Yeah. If, if I'm at a, a table where I'm playing blackjack and it's, you know, $2 a hand and I don't really care yeah. about the money, I'm going to have a good time. But like, if I'm down, even if it's only a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, I, I, just, I, it makes me n- almost nauseous. I wouldn't call it nervous. I would get nervous at the beginning when it was time to start playing, uh, and then settle in and if I was losing, I wouldn't get nervous. I'd just get angry. Okay. Annoyed. Yeah. So yeah. I'll um, tell you where, where the where the the app stuff can make a difference. I think for people, if you go to a casino table and the people are practiced at the game like it's blackjack, and you you start to screw up the table because oh you're, you're yeah. a neophyte, you're messing the other people uh, up. Then, then yeah. oh my god, I'm screwing this up. We I don't think you would in, you would have that occurrence on a. On an app, right? No, no because uh, on well, it, I you? mean, it, no, because I don't necessarily think um, your bets are going to affect anybody else on on the app. Right. Uh, when you sit down at the table, if you hit or don't hit, that affects everybody after you and actually before you as well. But um, Nick, for for me, uh, I don't. I'm not nervous until. I'm down to my last bet. Okay. I have gotten to, you know, like mm-hmm. I've been going to casinos for over 20 years now. The first time, you know, I went like at 21 years old, I didn't know any better. And I would hit the ATMs there and blah, blah, blah. So when I go now, I have a set <laughs> amount of money that I am, quote, unquote, willing to lose. Right? right. And it's usually never more than like $200. Right. So when I get down to that last 20 or $25 or $10 bet, if it's the last one, that's the one where I go, oh, man. <laughs> I, get, I get nervous. Yeah, you I know. Had, I had a friend when he'd go to the casinos, and the only time he would ever win was when he would go to the ATM machine. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, hey. I told the story before. I went with um, this is one uh, years ago. My father was on, on every you know million mile club, and he was he was flying coast to coast for business. So he had all these vouchers for air travel. So my my buddy and I went to Las Vegas, and we were having a great time. He found out. So quickly that he could be addicted to gambling. Oh. Oh. I literally, yeah. And I'm like, he was going to the, give me that card. Give me your ATM card. It was that terrifying. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, you got to stop. Yeah, some people have that type of personality. Yeah. There, there used to be a place on the Strip in, in Vegas called O'Shea's, and it was a quote-unquote Irish casino, and uh, it was not at all remotely well, Irish. But it was. But they had cheap tables. You could yes. even go on there on a Saturday, and to me, that was a lot of fun. You'd go with friends. I really like playing blackjack. I'm not great at it, but I, I think it's a, it's a fun card game to play. I just like, if it's a minimum buy-in is 50 bucks or 25 bucks. I just feel like, oh, man, I'm going to lose a lot of money. Well, you know what you see? You, and this happens all the time, and it's the way it circulates over, especially like in Vegas. And, and probably in, in AC as well, is that what happens is you you you'll see them run down their reserves. They'll go to those cheap tables, build it back up, yeah. and bring it back across if they you know if they can bring it back up. 
It's pretty wild. So the study shows that uh, many gamblers have not been deterred from visiting a casino in person. Even during the pandemic, the casinos have spent millions on health and safety protocols to try and limit the spread of the virus. Uh, the numbers do not include, by the way, tribal casinos, which report their revenue separately. But tribal leaders have similarly shared that 2021 was their best year on record. It's amazing. Like ever. It's amazing. Of the 33 states plus Washington, D.C. that have commercial gambling, uh, 23 set records for uh, 23 of those set records for revenue last year. Almost $45 billion was won from in-person gamblers. At casinos last year, up 6.6% from 2019, which was the last biggest year. So, do you think the casinos make money off the gamblers, Preston? You know, <laughs> they should do a study on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that great scene in Lost in America. You know, <laughs> Albert Brooks has lost all the money. But if you give it back, yeah. think what that says. No, no, no. We, that's, that's not, not how, how it works. works. Uh, sports betting continued its rapid growth with more than uh, $57 billion wagered legally on games last year, which is an increase of 165% from 2020. Of course, there's more sports uh, than there were in 2020. Of that total, casinos and racetrack sports books saw nearly $4.3 billion in revenue after winning bets and other expenses were paid. And that's up 177% from 2020. I you were saying, given that story about, uh, the, sorry, Case, about the, the, the guy who bet a couple of million, seven, eight, nine million on Nine there. and a half million right. dollars, yeah. So it, I thought it was wild in the story, Preston, as you were relaying it, that he, because he was using a specific app, he had to cross state lines, mm -hmm. yeah. go oh make my, the bet, right. and then come back. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's um, why all the ads we do say must be present in Pennsylvania. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. yeah. We, um, when the, it was 2020 when the pandemic hit, right? Yeah. So, uh, I actually was in an Atlantic City casino in the summer of 2020. So when I was doing the, uh, the tour to shore, right. I usually drop my car off in AC. Uh, and then that way when I land there after the ride's over, I have my car. And so I did that and I, wa and I walked into, I was like, let me just see what this is like. Because <laughs> at, during the summer in August of 2020, the casinos were open, but it was, it was Weird. Uh, it, not a lot of people were in there. Yeah. Um, you know, there were... Uh, it's you know, changed, though. Hand right? sanitizing stations yeah. all over the place. Uh, you know, plexiglass up, like, you know, masks on. It was it was bizarre. Um, but I, I haven't... I don't think I've been in a casino s since, right? Have you, have you been to, to well, live? No, I was in parks. Yeah, you've been to parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, for the, for the Christmas Miracle. Christmas Miracle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been to live. Yeah, it, it, it's... I didn't gamble there, but I've no. been there. It's cool. Very clean. Yeah. I like a clean... I like a clean casino. Mm-hmm. You know what though? Like the uh, yes, I do need a clean casino uh, and not smoking and <laughs> not all. Not just straightened. Uh, just your not, <laughs> right, not just straightened, Preston. Right. Um, but the whole that whole atmosphere for me is like it's just, it's just not me. Like the like I'm doing the reads for DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. Like right, it's just an app. So to you me, if I, if I could potentially win money, I would rather. Just do it there than have to go. I mean, I get it. I get yeah. the Vegas and all that. Right. But, like, I, I just, it's just not me, and I'm not comfortable, and I, I don't like you. it. You know what's yeah. funny about it? in the casino? So uh, we went for my son's 21st birthday, went to Harris and had a private table and did all this stuff, gambled all night. It was a lot of fun. And, but I decided, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna, I haven't played slots in forever. I'm going to yeah. go play slots for a little bit. I sat down, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to play slots I anymore. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> to work this machine. <laughs> there, there's like, there's a thousand lines and like, you, you, 
But I will say, I don't like hitting the button to make the, the wheels go. I like to pull that little that that, lever. That that's, is a that's tactile thing. You yeah. kind of need that. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it gets old after a few minutes. Uh, and then you're like, okay. But now now you don't even want to push a button. You just want to think about story. <laughs> just think Move it with your brain. It but yeah. I kind of only play Wheel of Fortune slots. That's the only ones that I, uh, I don't know, the, those... For some reason, that's just the one that I go to. I sat there for a little while, and I'm like, this is stupid. And I'm like, Kathy, my inner Kathy came out. This is dumb. This, this is, dumb. is stupid. I'm leaving. They don't, even, they don't even dust this place. I think it's rather ironic, ma'am, you complaining about us dusting with those filthy nails of yours. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, combined sports betting and internet gambling revenue uh, for the year totaled $8 billion, which is up 158% from 2020. That's crazy money. And accounting for a record of 15.1% of annual gambling revenue. So that right now, it looks like yeah. the, the online stuff um, for internet gambling is about 15%. I did like sitting at the crap, craps table with you, Press. I, I don't, and if I sat, if I went to a craps table right now, I would completely forget how to play it. Right. Um, but I, I, w- I was with you and, and you were, you know, talking me through it and, I, you know, kind of just was mimicking what other people were doing. But right. that, to me, is probably the most exciting table it's a in pretty, a casino. It's an exciting game, especially yeah. when something gets going. People yell and, yeah. and make it's a lot of noise. And also the easiest to act pompous, right, Preston? Is you there? Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Because then you look like an a-hole. But. Yeah. Uh, we're still waiting on Harold Pirno, uh, Marissa. We're a minute or two away or something like that. I'm getting some signals. Um, but uh, he should be... I, I see kind of a smile under her mask, so I yeah. think we're getting ready to uh, bring him on here in just a second. Are we doing this on the phone or Zoom? I no, it's know. on the phone. It's a, it is on the phone. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll get him on in just a moment or two. Uh, and in fact, I believe he is ready to go. So obviously... You know, our next guest from uh, shows like Lost and uh, Claws and movies like Romeo and Juliet and the Matrix films and all this stuff. Uh, excited about this show. I like the concept. Yes. Uh, the series is called From, and it premieres on Epics on Sunday, by the way. Please welcome Mr. Harold Pirino to the show yeah. this morning. Harold, good morning to you, sir. What's going on, We're doing good, man. How you been? Uh, I am I am good here in, uh, uh, in early LA. <laughs> yeah, early LA, definitely. Hey, Harold. Yeah. By the way, so so uh, catching a little bit about this show, and I don't like to know too much going into to shows. I get a vibe, I get a feel, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I don't want to find out too much ahead of time, but I do know a little bit about the premise, and and I love the uh, the premise of shows and stories that involve a kind of. Hey, you guys are new. Welcome to the town. And by the way, you can't ever leave here. <laughs> exactly. So settle in and uh, let's get it. <laughs> well, it, exactly what from is. Okay. So this is uh, this is a straight up, uh, and I've read a, a very positive reviews from a number of horror sites that I go to, and just in general, like genre sites. And it has um, it's it's deep into the horror, and uh, it comes with a pedigree because both of the executive producers. Produced on Lost as well, correct? That is correct. Yeah, Jack Bender and uh, Jack Tinker are both uh, producers who went on to do lots of other really great things. Uh, Game of Thrones and uh, 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 just a bunch of other shows. That, uh, they're really just great at, at producing shows that have sci-fi and mystery, but like a lot of uh, human connections. Well, that's what a number of the uh, the reviews were saying. And just reading up on the on the series, you have this ensemble, and and as Lost was an ensemble, 
show and you have all these quirky characters and and it seems to be a number of people have mentioned and it looks that way to me it's kind of a you know a, a lost Stephen King sort of hybrid uh, but um you know you're you're the the head muckety muck explain who your character is uh, well my muckety muck name is uh <laughs> boy Stevens and uh and, and uh I'm sort of the uh the appointed sheriff in this town like you said it's a town where uh where nobody needs uh, once you find yourself at this tree and uh, and the ravens show up, you are now stuck in our little town. And so um, I'm there to uh, sort of enforce the rules in the part of town that I live in. It's really interesting. We have two separate sort of places. We have one called The Town, that's where I'm sheriff, and one place called The Colony House, where it's a little more hedonistic, where people kind of like live for the day, and like there are no real rules. So you have these two very separate places. Yeah, that's that's a trope that that works. You have the you know you have these these uh, these different people, and, and I was describing the first episode again. I now I desperately want to see it. I can't wait for Sunday uh, of 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 the people in the town rushing home to close their doors and lock the windows because whatever is coming, you know, they are obviously terrified of it. Uh, how many episodes yeah. is this? Uh, this is this a a, a one and done series, uh, Harold? No, no, sir. It's, uh, we have uh, ten episodes. Definitely, I, I'm I'm on board again. The reviews, especially in a number of sites that I that I trust, are really um, effusive about it. What I'm curious, though, w- you know, we we made Lost a centerpiece of our of our show, and yeah. and um, and in, and I was reading an article about how Lost basically started, you know, the, the 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 binge concept and the communal, you know, and spoiler alerts and all that stuff. Um, and um, do you now, knowing that not everyone, and we've since learned that it happens occasionally, like with Game of Thrones, was happy with how it wrapped up, do you look at When you take on a project, is your first question, how does this end? Like, just get on and, like, have fun. And we'll worry about the end when we get to the end. All right. That's what I'm 
That's it. It's it's interesting how you how you phrase that, uh, Harold, about uh, lost. Whether or not you were happy with the ending, because it wasn't just um, uh, about the the ride. It was that show was rife with Easter eggs, and I think that was the first time that we learned about hunting for things yeah. that were in the background and looking for little clues along the way. And we had years and years of that, and it was. It was really great, and and it's it's and and several shows have carried on uh, that theme, and uh, hopefully we'll see yeah. some of that in From as well. You know, little little things in the background to look for. I think I think we definitely will. I think you know, audience now have their investigative tools all honed, and they're ready to go. And so uh, we have them in From. We certainly have things in the background and things that go on. You go like, oh. I, that's why he was, ah, you know, those <laughs> things are there for sure. They yeah. make it a lot of fun for people who are watching it, and uh, they make it fun for us, even as actors, like doing it like when we do a thing and find out, you know, seven episodes later, oh, that's what he's, ah, got, okay. Right. I see right. how. You right. know, it's a lot of fun. Well, what I'm, what I'm really... What I'm appreciating, Harold, is a lot of the, uh, the the critics, a lot of the people are saying that uh, this, again, talking about being straight hard, that there's also, you know, there's a there's a blood factor. There's, you know, there, I mean, it, it, it's it's hitting all the right horror notes. You you yourself appear to be a horror fan. Are you? I, I am not, sir. I am not a horror fan <laughs> at all. For me, it's, most of the time, horror is like bad people like doing bad things to other bad people. A lot of times, you know, like. It's always a good a good person, but uh, I feel like you know uh, I've had enough of that in my own life. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to. You've got enough horror. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but I do get hired to do it, you know, uh, uh, quite often. Not horror necessarily, but uh, I get hired to do like suspense or sci-fi or, uh, or right. things like that. The Matrix, you know what I mean? Like things like that. And so I really do love that. And what and, and fortunately for me, what I I often get called in to do is play a character to really make that character grounded. And that's really what I like to do because that makes that really seals the audience into the show. Because if they can identify with me or identify with you know the nurse in our show or the young deputy or anybody, they're, you know they're more apt to have a really good time. You start asking yourself the questions of what would I do? How would I get out of this thing? Right. And and that's the beat is the fun of it. Right. So, um, the hall is there. It's gory. A lot of blood, but you're not sitting around waiting to see like, oh, how is you know the next person going to get their next? <laughs> yeah, like you're waiting around to see how they're going to get out of the next hairy situation. Right. That's what, it, and that that for me is fun. Harold, the show was uh, shot in uh, Nova Scotia and Halifax, and I, for some bizarre reason, have always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. I don't know why. I think it's just kind of a funny sounding name, Nova <laughs> Scotia, and it <laughs> sounded interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Is it nice there? Did you like it there? Hey, I'm going to tell you, man. If you get a chance to go to Nova Scotia, you should go. Okay. Um, it is. It is a beautiful town, surrounded by water. The people are generous and, and wonderful. It, it, and they have a really. What I didn't know <clears throat> until I got there. What a big history they have in uh, in the uh, in, in wars that we've had on this continent. You know, they're sort of the first contact. And so they have so much history uh, with uh, ways they were able to spy in World War One and Two, and, and the things that they were able to accomplish. Uh, they were the first ship that the um, uh, the Titanic was able to port at, like when they when they, uh, the first ships went to rescue them from Nova Scotia. 
Definitely. All right. Epics on Sunday. It's called From. It stars Harold Perrineau, and you should check this out for sure. Thank you, Harold. We appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. You too. Harold Perrineau. All right. He's great. I love him. Not a very good uh, phone, but uh, nonetheless, got the vibe. And uh, I hope it's a good show. I hope, I hope for him and for us, because I want another good, oh. freaky show. It, re- it reminds me, just on the surface level, Little elements of Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines, oh. The Mist. Yep. Uh, and then there's a scene that's described. Again, we, I wish we, we were, uh, they sent us screener copies, but there's a scene that sounds like described Preston out of Salem's Lot when uh, Danny, like someone who's passed away, mm-hmm. is outside the house trying to get in. Ooh. And that's, uh, give me more of that. I like that. Yep. Nice. All right, well, uh, let us take a break and come back in a second and get you some bizarre file stories. They are on the way, so we'll return in just a moment. Stay there. It's freezing outside, so bring MMR inside. Say, Alexa, open MMR. Don't tell me what to do. Please, Alexa. Okay, since you asked nicely. Now playing WMMR live stream. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we will begin in Japan. Anyone who has spent time there will likely have crossed paths with a peculiar statue, several of them you may see, of bug-eyed, slack-jawed animals straddling a pair of gigantic testicles. These jolly critters are called tanuki. And sometimes they're known as raccoon dogs. Oh, my balls! Based on the real animal of the same name, the tanuki of folklore, it's a good-natured but morally ambiguous creature with supernatural powers. These mischievous animals are not above using their abilities to put a leaf on their head and shapeshift into whatever they want in order to steal the occasional turnip or con people into doing things for them. In some ways, they're comparable to leprechauns ah. of Irish lore. But they have huge testicles? And similarly seen as symbols of luck in Japan, which is why statues of them can be found all over the place. Perhaps this is also why they recently became the target of theft in uh, Takaoka City. On February 1st, 74-year-old Kiyoharu Okinishi was caught red-handed stealing a Tanuki figure by police. Suspecting that he was responsible for another two Tanuki statue thefts a month earlier, the authorities searched his home and found a stash of nearly 50 raccoon dogs that he had been going about stealing. In true Tanuki fashion, Okanishi cryptically confessed to some of the crime, telling police, I have stolen Tanuki figures, but I do not know if they are the ones I'm being arrested for. Uh, In order to clarify charges against the suspect, police are asking anyone in the area whose Tanuki statues disappeared to contact them. And they're also currently trying to ascertain a motive. Like, why the hell would you steal He's going to need a good Tanuki lawyer. I think so. A woman was hastily dumped at a New York City hospital by two other women early Tuesday and later died. And sources say the victim appeared to have unusual injection marks all over her buttocks. Oh, no. No. 
Police responded just before 2 a.m. Tuesday to a report of an unconscious woman inside Jacoby Medical Center in the Bronx. Hospital personnel said the woman, who was 53 years old, had been dropped off unconscious and unresponsive (gasps) by two other women who then left before cops could arrive. Uh, The woman died shortly thereafter. Law enforcement sources say she had multiple injection marks on her buttocks, and the investigation is looking into whether some sort of procedure somehow went awry. We've had these before, Mm -hmm. these stories. But police are now looking for the two women who dropped her off. The identities are still unclear. They claim to have found her semi-conscious in another location and brought her to Jacoby, but then quickly left. The medical examiner's office will determine a cause of death. If it is in fact determined that the woman died after some sort of cosmetic procedure, it wouldn't be the first time that it's happened in the city. So what they're curious is to, you know, if, if these are the women that did the procedure on her and just Quite possibly. left or not, which is wouldn't be that unusual, to be honest. Kathy, I bet they fled the scene and opened up a nail salon. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. A 27-year-old skier fell to his death in Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming this week. Officials received a call on Sunday from a climber who saw someone fall in the Apocalypse Collier in Death Canyon. Oh, boy. That doesn't uh, <laughs> sound like an inviting place to Yeah, know. the Apocalypse. You know, it's in Death Canyon. Yeah, park rangers and search and rescue personnel responded and tried to resuscitate Radcliffe Spencer of Jackson, Wyoming, who was skiing in the area. The park said in a news release the efforts proved unsuccessful due to the nature of injuries sustained. Four others with Spencer were flown out of the canyon in a helicopter. Just ju- jump on the I'm dying a horrible death highway. You'll see it in no time. A park spokesperson said that the fall probably was not caused by an avalanche. While the snowpack remains generally stable, hazards still exist and may carry high consequences in technical terrain. Death Canyon is the southern part of Grand Teton Park. And the Apocalypse Collier is on Prospector's Mountain. And this is not the first fatality at national parks and forests in recent months. Last year, a California family of three was found dead of hypothermia and probable dehydration on a hiking trail near the Merced River in the Sierra National Forest. It's becoming an increasing problem, especially in areas like this, because um, rates to ski are so, like, at, at established mountains are so high, so mm. people are just going off the grid. They're going into national parks skiing for free. That's so dangerous. But they're doing it in places where there is no protection. So these types of stories have been happening more frequently. Yep. Power company workers in Vermont recently came to the rescue of a panicked parrot that flew 60 feet up in a tree and was too afraid to fly back down. Again! Uh, but that that was a person. This yeah. is just a bird. They have to actually rescue the bird. Uh, <laughs> Thea Everett said that she brought her macaw, Kaba, uh, with her to visit Battleboro, Vermont. But the parrot got spooked before entering the house. And Everett said that uh, Kaba had only recently began learning to ha- fly uh, because its previous owner had kept its wings clipped, which is likely why the bird was too scared to fly back down. Aww. Right? Uh, <laughs> Everest sought help on a local bird spotting group. What was that, by the way? Oh, it's this one. Oh, bodies hit the floor. Okay. I enjoyed that. I did. I'd see that in concert. Everest sought help on a local bird spotting group on Facebook, and someone suggested she contact Green Mountain Power to get assistance from lime workers with a bucket truck. The lime workers were 
just able to reach the bird. And we'll take care of this, man. Thank the power company <laughs> in a Facebook post. <laughs> Uh, this is terrible. The owner of a garbage disposal company was fatally crushed by one of his trucks Wednesday morning, police uh. said. Kenneth Barati from Piscataway was killed at his company in Middlesex while performing work on a garbage collection truck. Uh, Barati was working on the hydraulic arm of the truck when it pinned him down. Uh. Uh, an employee called 911, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Officials from OSHA responded to the incident. <laughs> That's no way to go. They don't know why it happened as of yet, but they are obviously investigating that. All right, one last story, and then we will wrap it up. For most couples, Valentine's Day means a box of chocolates or bouquet of flowers, but one London-based billionaire went the extra mile when it came to buying his girlfriend a perfect gift. The anonymous Romeo, who lives in Chelsea, spent over a half million dollars on a one-of-a-kind platinum-plated sculpture of a Aramis Birkin bag, complete with more than eight thousand diamonds and a three-carat heart-shaped emerald. Oh, my God. The piece is a brainchild of Debbie Wingham, who specializes in creating lavish outfits, accessories, artworks, and novelty gifts for wealthy clients all over the world. She made headlines in October when it revealed that she had planned a $25 million virtual birthday bash for a billionaire. Uh, but this time, she created a sculpture in the shape of a Birkin, one of the world's most sought-after bags that looks like it's melting away at the bottom. Oh. Uh, the main body of the bag is made from fiberglass, which was plated in platinum. The handles are entirely covered in diamonds and 36-carat cuff. Uh, the After Debbie had finished the bag, the client decided that he wanted an extra touch and commissioned an NFT element to it as well. And he spent $25 million on a virtual birthday uh, party. Right. Right. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let us take a break, but let's also get a winner for the secret text for Kathy. Give me a number caller, please. Caller 10. All right, 10th caller, you heard her, 215-263-WMMR. You got to know that secret text word in order to win. And we'll snag a random caller texter as well. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay down. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A Wednesday. Uh, we'll get the letter of the day at the end of the show. Get you that much closer. Winning our Word of the Week prize this week, which is a pretty cool setup at Montage Mountain with some music and uh, skiing, snowboarding, and combinations and all that good stuff. So hopefully you're going to hang in there for it. Uh, something we need to do right now is set you up in another way, and that is to give away our secret text word prize. And we're going to go to call number 10, which is what Kathy asked for. And we've got Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing, man? Good morning, pal. How we doing? We're good, <laughs> bud. We're going to be doing even better if we can set you up, but I need the secret text word first. What is it? That secret text word is socks. Socks. Yeah. You got it. That is correct. And Rick... Tickets to see Red Hot Chili Peppers with the Strokes. Thundercat, Saturday, September 3rd, Citizens Bank Park. You are there, my man. You're awesome. Thank you, guys. You bet. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Tickets are on sale now, by the way. 
And you can check out the video for their new single, Black Summer, at WMMR.com. Use the keyword pepper. Our random texter also winning the tickets is Chris Trackman from Philadelphia. Hey! We can make time so congratulations, Chris. You get the tickets, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we will see you at Citizens Bank Park on September 3rd. Uh, we're going to give something else away now. We have a secret, to, I'm sorry, the lesson question. And we have a pair of tickets for Philly Pops Presents. Pops Rocks Let It Be. This will be March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the question uh, that we are going to go to, I think, this morning is, who sang the song Booger Walls? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR from our Fox Good Day check-in. Who sang the song Booger Walls? And if you happen to know the answer to that, you should call right now. We got a prize on this end, and two one five two six three WMMR the number. We'll do the trash while you do indeed call in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see what we get today. What's up in the trash, Steve? Well, a little confusion yesterday when the sequel, A Quiet Place Three, and a spinoff called Quiet Place were announced. Producers say Quiet Place will differ from A Quiet Place and that it will feature a few more sounds, including gargling and a baby fart. John Corbett says he was making a joke when he suggested that he was part of the Sex and the City reboot. Corbett says what made it so funny is that he could really use the word because his utilities are being shut off. Oh, my God. And finally, Kanye West, West admitting that some of his actions lately could give the impression that he is stalking Kim Kardashian. West says he came to that conclusion when six other current celebrity stalkers held an intervention for him. <laughs> that's the highlight. Let's get a winner, shall we? We need to know who sang Booger Walls. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Mark to see if we can get a winner. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hi. All right, Mark, who sang Booger Walls? Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton. Yeah. Yep, hang on, Mark. Got yourself a pair of tickets for Philly Pops Presents Pops Rocks Let It Be. That's going to be March 11th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the Fab Four's greatest hits will be performed live with a full orchestra. More information and tickets for the March 11th through the 13th shows at phillypops.org slash let it be. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, we got some stuff to get to. We'll start with uh, Dirty Honey. Uh, Mark LaBelle says that his band's pairing with Mammoth WVH for the upcoming Young Guns tour was a no-brainer. And it's interesting because we're kind of mentioned here. He says, when we saw Mammoth WVM, WVH play in Philadelphia, uh-huh. it was pretty obvious that this was going to be a really cool thing to do and to take on the road and to take across the nation. Uh, the biggest thing was really seeing him and his band, and they kicked ass, and it really showed some optimism for the future of rock and roll. LaBelle admitted it's been a little difficult to find bands to go out with just because rock bands have become pretty scarce at this point. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's sad. So they were happy to, to have a meet-up with those two and uh, with get those two bands together and make this happen. Yesterday, Weezer celebrated the 30th anniversary of their first practice. According to Loudwire, the band held their first practice with singer-songwriter Rivers Cuomo, drummer Patrick Wilson, bassist Matt Sharp, and guitarist Jason Cropper on February 15th, 1992 in Los Angeles. Wow. 
The band commemorated the anniversary with a message on social media written by their longtime assistant, Carl Koch, who wrote, And just like that, it's been 30 years to the day that Weezer was born. He said on February 15, 1992, Rivers Cuomo, Patrick Wilson, Matt Sharp, and Jason Cropper met at TK Productions at 1956 Cotner Avenue in West L.A. for the first of three days of rehearsals, running through about 20 different songs numerous times, including a few songs that would make it onto the Blue Album two years later. He said uh, the room at TK was hot and sweaty, gross, frankly. And the band worked very hard ironing out a million snags and mistakes, repeatedly jamming the songs until they sounded like rock music. On day three, Rivers rolled tape on his eight-track cassette recorder, and they recorded everything till they had something that they could listen back to. He said for all of this, Weezer wasn't really even Weezer yet because the band wouldn't get its name until a few hours before their first show on the 19th. Uh, closing the night out at Raji's after the debut performance of Keanu Reeves' Dog Star. <laughs> so they played their debut was the same night and same debut. Uh, so so Dog Star debuted and, and Weezer debuted the same show. And both have continued performing for 30 years. But regardless of when the name stuck, uh, the band that has been going strong for 30 years now was born. So they did That's it. wild. Yep. Famed record producer and music mogul Rick Rubin has announced his first book due out in early next year. The Guardian reported the tome by the Def Jam's co-founder titled The Creative Act, A Way of Being, will not be traditionally a memoir, but a nonfiction work about creativity. Rubin explained in a statement, I set out to write a book about what to do to make a great work of art. Instead, it revealed itself to be a book on how to be. Over the course of his career, Rick Rubin has produced such legendary artists as Red Hot Chili Peppers, Beastie Boys, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Slayer, Public Enemy, The Cult, Danzig, The Black Crows, Mick Jagger, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Limp Biscuit, Weezer, Slipknot, Dixie Chicks, Audio Slave, Shakira, Poison, Neil Diamond, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Donovan, Metallica, and Johnny Clash among the Johnny Cash among many, many more. So he's just waiting for somebody big to come along. I guess so. Yeah. But uh, he's got a book coming out. Coachella has dropped all COVID-19 precautions. According to a festival admission update posted to the event's website, there will be no vaccination, testing, or masking requirements at Coachella 2022. This is in contrast to the rules posted by organizers last fall requiring attendees to submit a negative test taken within 72 hours of the festival. Uh, Coachella is set to take place April 15th to the 17th. And from April 22nd to the 24th, headliners include Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, and Kanye West. Although Kanye had recently threatened to pull out of the event. That's because of the Billie Eilish thing, right? Uh, yeah. Is it? Wasn't it that that, that uh, he wasn't going to play Coachella until Billie Eilish apologized to Travis Scott? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that something stupid? Yeah, yeah. Something would imagine. Dumb. Yep. Yeah. Keith As Richards. Keith Richards will reunite with his solo band, the uh, Expensive Winos, next month in Manhattan. Richards and the group will headline the March 10th Beacon Theater Benefit Concert, Love Rocks, with tickets going on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. And all proceeds benefit the God's Love We Deliver Food Charity. Uh, and Jambase.com posted the show will also feature Allison Russell, Larkin Poe, Tyler Bryant, David Shaw from The Revivalist, cool. Anders Osborne, uh, Salise, I think is how you say that name. Ivan Neville, Jimmy Vivino, 
and Maggie Rose and Connor Kennedy. The show will be hosted by uh, Mario Cantone, Kiefer Sutherland, Gina Gershon, Steve Shrippa, and uh, Michelle Buteau. Uh, in addition to Keith Richards, the Expensive Winos feature uh, drummers uh, features uh, drummer Steve Jordan, guitarist Wadi Watchell, and bassist Charlie Drayton, and keyboardist Ivan Nebel. It says here music director and band leader Will Lee Preston. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, nice. perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's a great night. Well, is Paul McCartney heading back on the road? Wow. According to the Daily Beetle, Ticketmaster.com listed a tentative show for this May 24th at Hard Rock Live at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> uh, the event was posted with a time to be announced and no on-sale date listed. Uh, the former Beatle is not listed on the 7,000-seat venue's official schedule, which includes Rod Stewart, Elton John, The Who, Ringo Starr, and his all-star band, Van Morrison and Sting, among others. So, that would be interesting to see if Paul kicks off a tour of some type, but I don't know. And then finally, a new box set featuring sections from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' 29th 1997 run at San Francisco's The Fillmore is being prepped for release. Guitarist Mike Campbell revealed to Ultimate Classic Rock it's been mixed, and I hear it's coming out. I'm really proud of it. It was one of the greatest parts of our career. We were free to not have to play the hits every night. We changed the set list. Uh, the shows from January and February 97 have become legendary, with each night featuring a different set list, allowing Petty and the band to delve into their back catalog and flex their muscles on old favorites and cover versions. Uh, the final night of the run, February 7, 1997, was broadcast live and proved to be the longest show of the stand, clocking in at a whopping three hours with the Heartbreakers... Uh, tackling 40 songs in that particular set list. That's a chunk wow. of music. No title or release date for the new collection has been announced, but I'll bet that is pretty damn good. So who has the... Is it Springsteen who has the record for... Longest concert? Longest concert? I would doubt it, um, yeah. but oh, I don't okay. know. Well, Fish, right? They, yeah, they did from midnight to sunup uh, on New Year's Day. Then they probably... Then that would be that. Right? Yeah. I don't know who's done more than that. Yeah, took about question. five, six hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was about uh, six hours, I assume. Yeah. yeah. They announced the tour yesterday, yeah? Fish. Yes, they did. They're going to be at the Man uh, on July 19th and 20th, which is my birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Then uh, Atlantic City in uh, August. Very cool. All right. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 4th, uh, it says, and uh, mancenter.org to get those tickets. Very cool. That's it. Music news. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap it up. So stay with us. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Savings are in bloom at Acme. Get four times reward points with your Acme for You app. Look for the specially marked tags on participating items throughout the store and redeem your Acme rewards for free grocery items. Or save up to a dollar per gallon on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Look for your savings in bloom bonus reward points only at Acme. Now and now through April 28th. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com for more details. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10.34 a.m. I hope it's the greatest day you've ever known today. Yeah. Something happens, makes it that way. Maybe we've had the greatest show we've ever had, ever, and didn't even know. 
Yeah, that, that would come as a shock. I mean, between the nose picking and my greasy nails. Oh my God! I yeah, think so. Yeah, Fingernails. I think that's the pinnacle. Eating of it poop. Right there. Yeah, yeah, that too. We did it all. So many things we discovered. Regrets. This we've had a few. Yeah. Lousy phone connection with Harold yeah. Perrineau. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Nice guy though. It uh, sucks because like he sounded really enthusiastic. Like, yeah. He wanted to do the interview and yep. he sounded happy to be on the phone with us. It just we couldn't hear him very well. We talked to a guy like on a Beijing train, right? Yeah. And it was mega clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Harold was great, and uh, the series is called From, and it premieres on Sunday on Epics, if you would like to check that out. So it was nice to have him on, but uh, a better phone connection would have been a lot more appreciated. But Make it happen. Yep. Uh, let's see. We That's the only thank you I have to do today, which means that we have our letter of the day, and we got the dude that can give it to us, the only one. Mine like a steel trap. Absolutely. <laughs> Holding on to that word, that secret. Yeah. That everybody needs to know. So we need to do the letter of the day. You ready, Matt? Yep. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T, as in Tobias, like the guy from Ghost, Papa Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Papa Emerson. Huh? It's not Papa Smurf. Is that, is that correct? Huh? No, it's Papa Smurf. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, he changed it again. Oh. T is the letter. We have a pair of VIP Mountain Fest tickets and an overnight stay at the Hilton, downtown Scranton. And that is Saturday, March 5th at Montage Mountain. Packages include all-day lift tickets and uh, ski or snowboarding rental, Mountain Fest t-shirt, and much more. Uh, the concert features Spin Doctors and Verve Pipe. With fireworks displays following the show. And you can ski, snowboard, or tube all day long as well. Tickets and VIP packages are available right now. You can go to momountain.com slash mountainfest. And you can get your tickets or do a little search on Montage. You'll be able to figure that out. Um, so with that, here comes Pancake running in. Thank you. Hot uh, off the presses. There you go. I was going to say we'll have fine blocks. <laughs> That will uh, exhibit the extensive catalog of the various artists that made them. (laughs) But now I can be a little more specific. Okay. uh, Because I I was in... uh, Yes, while that is all true. Yes. You know. Well, no, it was... details. I tell the truth, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got uh, Muse, we've got Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we've got Def Lep. Ard. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We played some for Def Lep Ard earlier this morning. What, you play? what song did you play? We played uh, Pour Some Sugar On Me. Oh, yeah. We didn't play Cuckoo Cuckoo. No. Cuckoo Cuckoo is their best one yeah. from their album Cuckoo. <laughs> um, but uh, The third track is Cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, well, the fans just call it Cuckoo. Right. Uh, and then that started a whole sneeze movement, and then the audience <laughs> would sneeze. And I, I mean, it was just brilliant. I mean, these movements. They're good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you you know, you think fish and the dead have connections with their audience, mm. not like the Kachus. No. no. Incredible. I yeah. mean, dude. And they're down an appendage. Yeah. 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 True. Well, sometimes they even go just chew. <laughs> I mean, that's like the total of brief. That's somebody who lives the life. That's like when I got yeah. COVID and Greg Monahan said, dude, I heard you got the vid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the chew. It's like the chew. Yeah, it's Which like is, the chew. Oh my God. Only okay. the, the deepest Def Leppard fans know that. Yeah. This is the deep level that we are playing on today. All right. Love rock it. Very on, exciting. Rock on and rock on, or as the kids just say, on. 
playing with a full deck today. Do yeah. The kids say that? Yeah. Oh, the kids just say on. Oh, okay. They don't just, say rock on anymore. Just on. on. Yeah, on. That's all there is to it. Yeah. No, on, man. That was too much. Yeah. Okay. On. All right. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Yeah. If there's any left. Um, <laughs> Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Tomorrow uh, on the show, comedian Bruce Bruce will be joining us. Cool. And uh, we'll see what else we can get into. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-